Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. And we're back, man. Episode 251. Yes, sir. All right. What a better way to bring the world in, uh, bring the new year in, excuse me, than a slap in the face to your wife. Uh, oh, my God. Did, <laughs> That's what you on today? No, no, no. Not literally. <laughs> Dana White slapped his wife. That's the reason why I said that. We don't condone, um, the, uh, what do you call that? A domestic free, domestic the violence. The definition of domestic violence. Yeah, that's like the, Nobody that, putting their hands on nobody. Yeah, we don't, we don't, yeah, we're not doing that. Okay. All right. Dana White and his wife got physical with each other on New Year's Eve, stunning onlookers in a crowded Cabo San Lucas nightclub. An incident, Dana says, was right, was regretfully fueled by booze. The UFC, Honcho, and and Ann White, who have been married for 26 years, were celebrating a Saturday night with friends in El Squeak Row, whatever that is. Uh, but things turned, took a turn shortly after they all welcomed in the two, 2023 midnight. The couple and their group were in VIP area above the dance floor, and when Dana leaned over to say something to Ann, she reacted by slapping him across the face. Dana immediately slapped her back in the face before friends jumped in and pulled them apart, and it all played out in plain view of patrons below. Eyewitness in the club uh, tells uh, TMZ Sports, Dana and Ann both seemed heavily intoxicated prior to the violence, and the video seems to to bear that out. Thing, uh, because things went from zero to 100 in an instant, seemingly for no reason. Furthermore, um, we're told the conflict was all over in less than a minute. Okay, I've seen the video, and this is what I'll take from it. First off, I'll preface my statement with saying I don't think there's an okay occasion to hit a woman, but um, in this world of equality, she slapped them first, right? So you you can't, uh, if you want equal rights, you better be ready for an equal left and a left hook, okay? <laughs> um, I don't think anybody should be hitting anybody, but I think that this is where the idea of equality falls flat. Because if you say, you know, we can do everything a man can do, and we can do this and that, well, how about you take a slap to the face? If you don't want to take that, then don't, then please do not. From an equitable standpoint, I believe women deserve equality, right? I don't think we should be paying them less money for the same jobs. But if you're getting, if you're slapping people in the face, you might as well expect a slap back. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. if we're if we're gonna keep the same energy, mm-hmm. you don't. I don't believe men should hit women. But would I be standing up for equality if that was my belief, Keith? I'm not not even acknowledging that. (laughs) Can you imagine those signs? I stand for equality. I hit my wife. Well, of course, she hits me first, but fuck. There's probably somebody that's triggered. They're probably like, you know, I went through a domestic violence for 12 years. I'm never listening to this podcast again. I think you missed that part where I said his wife slapped him in the face first. Yeah, I don't think they I care. Just don't, yeah, they don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not saying it makes it right either. This is completely satirical. This mm-hmm. is just, you know, for comic relief. Mm-hmm. But ladies, keep your fucking hands to yourself, too. Stop hitting us. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Because if, we, if, we, if my big ass, you hit me in the face... And I reacted violently, they would be resuscitating your ass. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, uh, excuse me. I think that a lot of times with these conversations, people don't realize that um, domestic violence doesn't have a gender on it. No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? I don't, and I, and I don't know the true definition of, you know, what the penal code says, but I. Yo. I, what? That was that was sus. 
Yeah, you said penal code, yo. <laughs> and then you said you it has no, pause that? You first you started, you said it has no gender. I'm like, oh, Caitlyn Jenner. And then you was like, the penal code. I was like, this nigga wilder. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Some niggas got a big old penal code. <laughs> <laughs> big penal energy. <laughs> oh, that man. was crazy. Go ahead, man. <laughs> But no, nah, yeah, and, and I, I think that that get lost that gets lost in the morality of everything. Like people, you know, they just think obviously because men are a, a bigger, uh, stronger than women that you know they shouldn't put their hands on on women. Right? They shouldn't. But it's not a gender specific thing. Like True. the way that at least the way that I think about it, it's not a, a gender specific thing. I don't think that it's okay for a man to just be taking a bunch of punches and then he have to like restrain her Crazy. and not you know and not you know, be able to really defend himself, but only be on the defense. Like, I just think that that's not cool. Um, and even, you know, the the situations where there's two women that are having a domestic violence situation, like it's not even looked at as harshly mm-hmm. as, you know, you know, uh, different situations. So, yeah, um, I think first off, my stance is people shouldn't put their hands on each other. Facts. You know, um, and then um, as far as like the, the slap goes, I don't have too much to say about the slap. Like, it is what it is. We know that, you know, we shouldn't be putting our hands on each other. The thing that I found most interesting about this whole situation is nothing is going to happen to Dana White and nothing is going to happen to UFC. No. And that's more so a testament to just being a boss. Mm-hmm. Like to really owning your content, really owning your your company. That's a fact, um, Keith. Because <laughs> all he did was go on TMZ. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what I did? I'm not making any excuses. I'm more concerned about my kids. Blah blah right. blah. Me and my wife have been together since we were kids. You know all these all these other things. <clears throat> His wife make a statement, and then they just move on with their life. The next UFC 250, whatever, whatever. Um, is going to be right back. The stadium is going to be filled up. The arena is going to be filled up. People going to buy their tickets, and life is going to go on. Regularly scheduled program. Yeah, Dana White got to – you know, I, I mean, look, I mean, I've been with my wife for quite some time. You know, I, I don't pay my fighters, but I slap my wife. Uh, <laughs> that, this nigga's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this just made him less reliable. Like, it just made him less – it just made not, – not, not reliable. It made him less credible, in my opinion, because a so? lot of – huh? So you think so? Fuck yeah. Because it's the same motherfucker that don't want to pay his fighters. Not to mention he paid um, Full Send Podcast. He gave him like a quarter of a million dollars, but he won't pay his fucking fighters. He gave him a quarter million dollars as a gift to a podcast, but he won't pay his fucking fighters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why? Yeah, Just as a gift. I and didn't know he had a relationship with those guys. He does. He has a good relationship with Full Send Podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not bad guys. Shout out to them. But at the same time, it's like, bro, you gave them that much money and you got fighters. And even um, fucking John Jones, other primetime fighters said that these guys that fight, they don't they they make so little money that they have to live in the gyms that they fight in. Mm -hmm. They have to fucking live there. UFC fighters. Yes. Because they don't have no fucking money. So they have to live in the gyms they fight in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro, you making fighters scrounge and live in gyms, and you paid them a quarter minute. Like you a piece of shit for that, man. Mm-hmm. Like you foul for that, bro. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but in that regard, I haven't had a lot of respect for Dana. But then you slapping your wife. Honestly, you guys are bad for each other. Mm-hmm. Like if you got to slap your wife, if your wife, first of all, a woman puts her hands on me, I got to get away from her mm-hmm. because I I don't trust you. Yeah, I, any woman that will put her hands on you, dude, like. 
you can't just let that go like she's just a woman you know being emotional no because a woman that'll slap you eventually she might have a knife one day and yeah. she she might poke you it's no different than a man any man that will subject you to punches and black eyes and broken ribs and shit like that that man will kill you vice versa yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so i never if a woman is harm like you're supposed to love me Mm -hmm. you're supposed to love me and be there for me me. and feed me and Mm -hmm. give me blowjobs you're not supposed to be fucking (laughs) beating on me yeah that's not okay because if you if you're beating on me you have the potential to kill me and Mm -hmm. this is what people they take domestic violence too lightly Mm -hmm. women say like i just stayed i don't know why i left you know as a person that's going through the bit, I'm telling you, ladies, if a man puts his hands on you, get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. That guy eventually will kill you. Yeah. This is not a game. Mm-hmm. And I know, men, too. Yeah? I was saying men, too. You got to get out of there. Yeah. That's these a, women is equally as crazy. That's the point I'm trying to make, man. Mm-hmm. So you're liking these bitches' pictures on Instagram, huh? You think it's a game? Watch. Watch. Because a lot of guys feel like it's kind of like, it's they they feel like it's soft to be like like even admit because I know it's third party information but I know of a situation where a guy a girl's putting his uh, putting her hands on on her on her partner on her man or whatever mm-hmm. and he didn't really want to say nothing because it was kind of embarrassing like yo my girl beating my ass like who, how do you say that you know in a in a like how do you admit that to your best friend or something man like you that? don't even gotta admit that you just say hey man I had to leave my girl she was putting her hands on me. Mm-hmm. And they'll understand. It's like mm-hmm. I, I not everybody understands it. Is, that's like the point that I'm. You know, I like yeah, yeah. You know, the lack it's of toxic though. Mm-hmm. It, it's toxic. If I mm-hmm. tell somebody, "Hey, I left my girl. She kept putting her hands on me," they'll be like, "Man, you're mad because a girl." It's like, dude, you have the problem, not me. Yeah, I'm protecting my life. This mm-hmm. woman could stab me in my sleep. Yeah, l- l- man, it's crazy. I remember there was a bunch of women that were, um, they were championing freaking Lorena Bobbitt for <clears> chopping <throat> off her husband's penis. Mm-hmm. Because I guess he was cheating on her or whatever the case. And then they, they I guess there was, that supposedly she said that he was being abusive to her. Yeah. Here's the thing. You leave in those situations. Yeah. The fact that you chopping off somebody's penis, you became him. Yeah. Like, you're no better than him. Yeah, you sure. literally chopped his penis off. That's not okay. And it's like, that's right. Chop off his dick. It's like, no. Imagine if, if, if a woman was hitting on me and she went to sleep and I cut her clit off. <laughs> Now nah, she ain't got no clit no more. <laughs> they would call me. They would do. They would. I would be a terrorist. The clit swiper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the clit bandage. <laughs> Dude, you like. That's the thing. A man will never be forgiven for doing that. Even if a woman was poking him, stabbing him, beating him, they'd be like, "He didn't have to cut her clit off. That guy needs to be locked up for life." How dare he? Yeah. He mutilated a woman. I'm, I'm what I'm. I think. Uh, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm not saying that it's okay to put um, your hands on a woman. I mean, I, but my stance is: don't put your hands on nobody. Nobody put their hands on nobody. Let's mm-hmm. just have a conversation. Um, I'm curious to know um, if the legality wise if the aftermath of the Chris Brown and Rihanna situation if it played out how it did because it was more of a a a fight versus like just pure domestic mm. abuse if that makes sense i just you know? it just to us we're saying hey it's a potential 
that she was hitting him too. Yeah. But <clears throat> that doesn't hold up in the court of public opinion. And it doesn't hold up in the actual judicial system. But All no, they see but is a what man. I'm saying, he didn't he didn't really he he didn't serve no prison stint no, or anything didn't. like that. He just had to go through you know the whole uh, you know apologize and losing us uh, deals and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is the reason maybe the reason why he didn't uh, serve five years, whatever mm-hmm. the the terms would have been, is because when they really sat down, Rihanna might have said, "Well, I did grab his nuts, or I did do this, or I did bite him, or whatever." I don't know. And then, you know, he responded by doing that. I'll say this though. If and, and I don't want to shit on all women for this, but I have to be brutally honest. The reason why there are some people that actually can get away with hidden women, but they're just talented. You got to be talented enough to beat on women. Mm-hmm. James Brown. You got to be talented enough to beat on women. Rick James. You got to be talented. That's enough years to, ago. It was different. You got to be like back I said, in the seventies. You could beat a woman ass and just sing a hit a high note and you'd be good. I beat a bitch. She was super freaking y'all. <laughs> Rick James literally held a woman hostage with his girlfriend at the time and burned her with a crack pipe for like nine hours or some shit. Dang. Yeah, imagine getting burnt with a crack pipe by fucking Rick James. Yeah. That's wild, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is Chris Brown. The videos are out of him beating his beating freaking Rihanna. The pictures. The pictures mm-hmm. are out of him beating Rihanna. She looks beat up, like really beat up. But he's talented enough to not be held to his worst decisions. And that's not the only accusation he have of putting his putting his hands on women. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but you know his number one support group? Women! But what what, the, what my stance is, and I'm not um, I'm not absolving anybody from mm-hmm. from anything, but just as a as an inquiry almost. Um, what if? Because there are some people that is like, no matter what, I'm not putting my hands on a woman. She could punch me. She could she could dang near kill me, and I'm still not. You know, I may restrain her. I may do this, but I'm I'm still not gonna <clears throat> put my hands on a, on a, on a woman. But some people's stance is. I am not going to put my hands on a woman unless they put their hands on me. I've heard that before. Yeah. So what I'm saying is maybe maybe Chris Brown is the latter. And when a police officer shows up or whatever the case may be, you know, the conversation is like, so what happened here? And she like, well, you know, I got mad at him. I went through his phone and I seen blah, blah, blah. And then I punched him. And then, you know, he go over there. He's like, yeah, she punched me in my face. So I just hit her back. And then when they go, you know, I don't know what it looks like legally, but I would imagine that's just like that's self defense. <clears throat> yes, it might be self defense. At yeah. that point, it's self defense. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is no one really adheres to that. It's usually the court of public opinion that plays itself out. Yeah. When it, it's like a big man and a little woman, <clears throat> like if I if I'm dating a chick and she's like five foot two, one hundred and twenty five pounds, and she fucking slaps me, busts my lip, I'm bleeding, and I just hit her with a right hook. Boom! And I lay her out. She wakes up. The cops are there. And they'd be like, what did you do? I'm like, I knocked her out, but she busted my lip. She hit me first. Even if she owns up to it and says, yeah, I hit him, they're going to take me to jail. They're going to take me to jail. That's just how people, it's just the way people, like, I can't believe this big-ass coward hit a woman. Wow. Mm -hmm. Let's put some cuffs on him and get him out of here. 
And and in reality, it's adults beating on each other. And they're both grown adults. One is just bigger than the other. Mm -hmm. And like, who are we to make law? Like, not who are we to put the law in our hands in that moment? The Mm -hmm. law really says two adults hitting each other. One responded to the violence. That's considered Mm self-defense. You know, but truth be be told, the smartest thing you can do is if a woman starts putting her hands on you is get out of there. Don't even restrain her. Don't do none of that. Because if you restrain her, if you restrain a woman like that, you're going to end up fucking her up because... You're going to grab her and be like, hey, stop, stop, stop. And you're going to have to take her to the ground or throw her to the ground or push her off. And then that looks bad because the, the, the public is seeing a large man or a man in general restraining and pushing a woman. And they're like, hey, man, keep your hands off her. Now you got Captain save a trying to fucking break up the fight. Then that nigga get pieced up. Yeah. And then now remember you got- the, uh, what's the dude? Like, <clears throat> K-Mac. Um, remember, he was, <laughs> he was talking like Eva Pickford's brother or something like that. Do you remember that? I remember that. Like basically, uh, he he was doing like a podcast or an interview or something like that, and he was like, "Yeah, nigga, I, um, you know, back in the day, I had to put my hands on her. We, you know, we got that situation resolved." And somebody was like, "Hey, hey, you put her, you put your hands on me, on uh, on my little sister or something like that." And I was like, "Nigga, I put my hands on her. I put my hands on you too, nigga. What's up?" And he just didn't like he didn't back down at all. He was like, "Nigga, I fight anybody in here." Uh, but, who was it? It was the singer. K, remember K Mac? Like kick it K Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no bull. He's a football player, wasn't he? Yeah, he used to play football. Yeah, yeah, yeah from LA. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If somebody owned up to putting his hands on my sister, I would beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> Live broadcast. <laughs> Take me to jail. I do not care. <laughs> He's like, I'll fight anybody, but I know it's probably some dudes out there that beat up women and men. Niggas got they just got hands equal right. They just got equal. But, but <laughs> that's ima- real equal rights and left. Yeah, e- equal hooks. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? You getting into it with a woman, you're restraining her, and fucking Captain Save-A-Hole comes up. Hey, get your hands off a woman. Right? He comes up. Now you fighting him, and now they both fighting you. Now you get jumped. You're like, oh, man, what the fuck? I'm innocent here. She started hitting me. I'm restraining her. Now this Captain Save-A-Hole's coming over here trying yeah. to fight me. Like, we talked about it before, but a lot of those situations, you just got to call the police. Man, look here, dog. Look here, homie. I'll say this. I, I just told you a minute ago with the Chris Brown thing. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown's main audience is women. They they fill up the stadiums in the in this show. Mm-hmm. So as long as women are paying for those tickets, as long as women are paying $1,000 to get backstage with Chris Brown just to get a photo op with him, right, then he's never going to get in trouble for beating women because women are his biggest supporters. And women love him. Yeah. Let me tell you Ladies something. Ladies love me. I'm on my cool day. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of what R&B artists, if he hit a woman, like how many women would unsubscribe from him? Because there's certain artists that are on the cusp of decent, but they ain't all the way up. Probably and if, like Tory Lanez. Well, Tory Lanez. Well, no, here's the thing. Tory Lanez is different. If Tory Lanez hit a, simply hit a woman, I think he would be forgiven for it because he's talented enough to get away with this shit. We know how the world war works, but he shot a woman. That's different. I think... <clears throat> Supposedly he beat up old girl though, but he he just that was a lot. I I would I think I think most I think most unless you just I think most people that we would deem as celebrities or stars mm-hmm. would probably get away with domestic violence. Mm, I don't know. Tyrese can't get away with it. They would lock him up. If Tyrese nah. Tyrese, you think he get away with it? Tyrese. Even though we may look at Tyrese as kind of like Tyrese and the crying in front of the Instagram live and all that, he he's in 
a few of the biggest movie franchises. Yeah, he is. You know? Did you see the video of him? They had him. Uh, he was doing an audition for Django. Oh, that nigga was hey. like, no, no, no. I'm like, bro, you're yeah, supposed to be a, you're supposed to be a slave. Not you, you, this nigga keep playing Jody in every role. <laughs> chill, chill. Like Jody, chill out. If bro. you don't go pick that cotton, Jody, chill out, <laughs> chill out, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's not Jody Unchained. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yvette, I ain't picking no more cotton, Yvette. <laughs> I love you, Yvette. I love you, Yvette. Out <laughs> there, fucking in cotton fields. <laughs> Stop lying to me, Jody. You said you was going to be back home. <laughs> that nigga Snoop Dogg come through kicking the cotton. Nigga, fuck your fork. <laughs> I'm not your daddy. Fuck your daddy, nigga. <laughs> imagine if if every if imagine if Snoop got typecasted and like yeah. every single uh movie he was a skinny crip and every that would be his his low his label, Skinny Crip. Skinny Crip number one. Skinny Crip number one. <laughs> By the end, it'll be demoted to Skinny Crip number three. <laughs> Less of a role. All he do is Skinny Crip number three is show his gun. Like, what's up, nigga? <laughs> He's put the gun back. I'm like, all right, Snoop, great job. <laughs> Cut. And that's a wrap on Snoop Dogg. It's a wrap on Crip number three. <laughs> Snoop be like, I'm an actor, cuz. Really out here getting these credits up. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, man. I think that when it comes to, you know, people like Dana White or men with extreme power, they get away with hitting women. But no, who, who like, let's think about who has gotten canceled for hitting a woman. Mm, who's gotten canceled? I'm sure there's been many, but they were not pop. Like, they were easy to forget. Mm-hmm. You know, if if okay, fuck, I'm trying to think. Uh, Chris Brown didn't get obviously we talked about him. He didn't get canceled for it. Oh man, domestic violence. Oh man, I'm thinking it's been NFL. I mean, Kareem Hunt still got to play in the NFL after mm, he, yeah. you know, after he did what he did. Um, yeah. What's the name got canceled completely? Fucking Rice um, from the from the Ravens. Yeah. That's tricky for sure. Yeah, what, I, I was. I was. What's his first that. name again? Uh, Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Yeah, yeah, Ray Rice. He got. That's probably him. the one. I think a lot of times, though, which is unfortunate, is I say what I say is fifty percent of your what what you did, your history or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fifty percent talent. Oh, I got one. I got one. Who's I that got one? Quavo. Quavo put Sweetie down in that fucking elevator. People forget about that. Like that never happened. <clears throat> Did he get canceled though? No, he didn't get canceled for it. But he did have a little but domestic he, violence. Th- the point I'm trying to make is, if you're popular enough, <laughs> you will never get canceled. Yeah, he fucking he literally forcefully threw Saweetie down, which would tell me that he was beating on her. Well, my 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 take on that is, ain't nobody getting canceled. Like mm. I think it's a flash in the pan. Like people gonna be mad for a little bit. I think there's still gonna be people, the handful of people that's gonna stand outside of the mm-hmm. arena when your tour come around and be like, he's a domestic abuser, but. I don't even like I used to think that like, um, you know, this whole cancel culture was a thing. And then I kind of backed off of it because I was like, oh, no one is really, you know, like they try to cancel Kevin Hart. They try, like mm-hmm. D- Dave Chappelle, they try to cancel everybody. And then I really like now that I'm having this conversation now, I'm like, ain't nobody ever really getting canceled unless you get locked up and you don't even have the ability to like do what you do, and I, I don't even think R-, R. Kelly is canceled. I think he's just in prison, so he can't really make music. But mm. I think that 
I don't think nobody is getting canceled out here. Because yeah. you got to think, like, R. Well, Kelly was abusing women for however long, and he was still making music. I think I think it's a little different when they have <laughs> when they have visuals of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Tori is canceled now, though. Because of the, yeah, the, it looks the, bad for Tori. The, the, the pictures that came out, the, oh my god, with the blood on the on the, the suitcase and shit, all that, all that shit, mm-hmm. he's canceled. You know, when they got hard evidence against like men yeah. for do, for doing this shit, they're done, right? Um, That's almost like a yeah. I get. I guess you. Um, I would say you almost have to kill some. You almost have to kill no. somebody to be canceled. I don't know about that because let's let's just change the 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 you know this Dana White situation. Let's say. His wife is sitting there unprovoked, drinking a drink, and he just slaps the fuck out of her. Now we have a different conversation. If we see it. Yeah, if we see it. If it's we, got uh, it. If, we might have to see it for people to get canceled. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. we seen this, but the difference is, is she was the agitator. She slapped the fuck out of him. He slapped her back. I'm saying And she, I think she, he was pulling back. I think if he had a closed fist, and I think if he hit her. I think if he hit her with a uh, like a takedown or like a uh, like some sort of like real UFC move, yeah, it might be a different. It might if be different if Dana White did jujitsu on his wife, then we'd be having another conversation. Yeah. I was like, you put your wife in an arm bar, sir. You need yeah. to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you put your wife in a kimura, bro. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my god. She she was, she tapped. She's like, yeah. Dana! They didn't even let her go. Dana! I One tap. of them like reverse punch things that they be doing. What's yeah, that called? Spinning back fist? Yeah. If he did a spinning back fist on his wife, oh my nice. God, he would be canceled for that. Yeah. Even if she hit him first, if he did a spinning back fist, they'd be like, oh, no. Nah, yeah. You got to lock him up. <laughs> that ain't the first spinning back fist this motherfucker <laughs> Yeah. He won't pay the fighters, but he's hitting his wife <laughs> with a spinning back fist? Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I think if people see it, if people see the domestic violence, it makes it like so fucking real. Yeah, so real. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost the. Uh, I'll leave with this for anybody that has seen it. They still show those videos. It's called Red Asphalt. Um, mm-hmm. They're old. The old videos is just literally DOT videos or Highway Patrol videos of people in accidents. It shows they brain out and their heads decapitated, like real videos. Mm-hmm. And they show these videos to teenagers before they get their license. I don't know if you heard about it. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I, you, well, you mentioned it, not necessarily that, but you mentioned a website where people were showing like people getting murdered. And yeah. Stuff it, stuff it's like movies, bro. Mm-hmm. It's not even in the website. Mm-hmm. It's called Red Asphalt. It's actual, a ser- it's a series of movies <clears throat> that they show kids in high school. I've seen Red Asphalt. Mm-hmm. Red Asphalt, it'd be somebody pulled over or they. Red in a, Asphalt, meaning like brain, yeah. blood everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it'd be somebody that I've seen one that was so fucked up, and all every, all the kids I've seen this in high school, mm-hmm. right? And my dad seen that shit when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. That's when they first started doing it. My dad was in high school in the seventies. Um, but we seen a video, and this one lady, her fucking head was in the back seat; she was in the front seat. And I'm like, "Yo, why the fuck are we watching this? <laughs> Do you think fear mongering works? Fuck yeah." I seen it, I seen this dude that was chewing dip. We had a video that we seen of people like the uh, cancer or whatever, and this dude was chewing dip a lot, mm-hmm. and then his cancer got so out of control in his jaw, his face swole up mm-hmm. real bad, and they had to like cut it out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I never smoked cigarettes. I never did dip. I never did none of that shit. Mm-hmm. I was too afraid. Get that, yeah, or yes. the little uh, 
The little uh, throat thing. Yeah. Can you imagine people with those little machines for the throat? They can mm-hmm. never whisper anymore. Yeah. They'd be like, you ain't heard this from me, but the lady outside the church said you was gay. You'd be like, <laughs> why would you say that so loud? <laughs> no. It'd be like, California love. <laughs> <laughs> computer love, computer love, computer love, computer love, computer love. <laughs> Is that where they got their original from? Shubidi bop, doody bop. I wanna love you. Shubidi bop, computer love. Big ass hole in his throat. You imagine niggas just throwing chicken nuggets in that fucking oh my hole? God. Uh, that's like, disgusting. I don't even have to chew this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, man. There was a that's lady disgusting. that had a hole in her neck in the 90s on one of those cigarette commercials. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I smoked for 45 years. Yeah. Don't smoke cigarette. And then at the end, she was smoking a cigarette through the through fucking the hole. hole. Oh. I'm like, dude, do you oh. want a do you want a bigger fucking hole now? Oh my god! Like, fuck! I bet you that head is fire though. Stop! <laughs> Stop! It. It's like another pussy, man. Stop it! <laughs> she getting head through the hole. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, you uh, never, you uh, never had this uh, type of neck before. You said what? <laughs> You've never had this type of neck before. <laughs> this is a real deep throat. <laughs> You're really deep. <laughs> oh, oh man. No That's disgusting. That'd be terrible. You trying to get hit from... <laughs> You get hit and all of a sudden you start seeing hash browns and shit. Nah. Like, man, you got a her breakfast? You got max sauce on my dick. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Heck no. Oh man. That is crazy. Yeah, this is terrible. <clears throat> I really hope we didn't offend anybody with one of those holes. I'm sure somebody had sex with one of those girls. Oh, of course. They still yeah. gotta they still gotta get they still gotta live they their gotta life. Get it in, huh? Yeah, my mama need a life too. You know what I'm saying? I love it when you hit it from the back. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> but you got to imagine, you can't, no, you can't do that. Because when, when she get it from the back, she got to hold that thing perfect it's so she can talk. Like, She's like, I love it. She's like, damn. <laughs> I'm fucking the sound out of this mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, man. But yeah, that was a trip, man. There was a lot of commercials in the 90s like that. There was mm-hmm. another one that said, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And it just showed an egg. He was frying the fuck out of the mm-hmm. egg. I'm like, man, if you don't scramble that motherfucking egg and stop wasting it. <laughs> Remember like the helmet commercials? Which ones? They would just throw watermelons on the asphalt. What? Just to, to promote people wearing helmets, they would like, this. they would basically... Uh, Make your brain look like a watermelon. I mean, or your head look like a watermelon. What commercial was this? It would just be like it's when they was promoting helmets, like back in the early. You mean like bicycle helmets? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just telling everybody, all the kids wear helmets, and they would them just helmets don't work for your face. I know niggas wearing helmets that broke all their teeth out. Oh man, was, uh, they were like, I got my helmet, but their whole motherfucking face got rearranged. You need a mouthpiece when you're riding a bike. Yeah, I know a dude that was really into like before BMX was a thing, bro. <laughs> Uh, shout out to uh uh no it's not is it David no I don't want to shout him out and give the wrong name but 
it was a dude that was into like back in the day before BMX was a thing. And uh, he was really into bikes. And he had like this bike that had, you know, had the pegs on it. Yeah, I remember the pegs. He used to do all the tricks, but he was really fucking good. So like Twisting the handles. Yeah, twisting around. the handles and shit. And mm-hmm. he got so good that his forearms got big. Like, mm-hmm. And we were, was that freshman then? Yeah, I was a freshman mm-hmm. when this happened. We were freshmen. And I remember um, he got real good. He used to do a bunch of tricks on the pegs. And he would like jump, spin the bike, jump. Put his hands on it. He would all kinds of shit. But one day he tried to do a trick and he tried to jump over this freaking chain and he tried to jump and the bike got stuck. And when it got stuck in the air, it came down quick. So imagine you imagine here's a chain, right? Mm -hmm. You go on full speed. You try to jump it. The back gets stuck. Boom. And you Mm -hmm. land face first in the chain. No, not into the chain. Just on the ground. The chain caught the back tire Mm -hmm. in the air and pulled him back. Yeah. And it pulled him back. The bike went straight and nosedived, mm-hmm. but he his face went into the concrete, mm. and they said they seen his teeth just break out and fly out. Mm. And he went to school. That motherfucker looked like he went to school like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I would have been home for three months. His lip was fucked up. His teeth was all broke out. What do you look like now? He got his teeth fixed back then. Oh, okay, yeah, he got them fixed. But he, man, I know they that put shit like was, veneers or something in there. They had to put. I think they put what they call bridges. Mm. Yeah, they they put like a bridge in there and they fixed his teeth, but <clears throat> his shit was fucked up. Have you ever seen the surgery like um, people with like severe underbites? Oh, they gotta break like that they'll, shit. They'll they remove some of their jaw. Nuh-uh. you ever seen that? No. Yeah. Really? So it have either like some people get their jaw like they'll take some out or they'll like put some in if they have like the severe underbite. Wow, I never seen. Yeah, that. I know a guy that had that. Uh, he had that surgery, and it was it was pretty successful. Like it kind of, it fixes like it, it made his uh, face more like just like symmetric, structured. regular. I don't quite say symmetric because symmetric is like yeah, you know, more like, but more so like his chin was just fuller to where it's not like a, it don't look sunken in. Oh, I mm-hmm. seen some motherfuckers with bad underbites, mm-hmm. like so bad that like they could they couldn't even close their mouth. Mm-hmm. It looked like you could just pour water, in, <laughs> you just pour water in his mouth, mouth just constantly open. Mm-hmm. He be just snoring, mouth wide open. Yeah, I never seen. I don't. I've never seen the overbites too much though. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not as popular. But I know I know a guy that um I met him at a uh uh this thing called Cine Gear, which Mm -hmm. is like a it's a conference for uh, all the new technology and cameras and stuff. Oh, nerds. Okay, Um, go ahead. Yeah, he was like he's (laughs) from like South Korea or something like that. But um I just seen one day like he was like I was talking to him, he's like, Oh, I'm getting a surgery and like my mouth is gonna be shut for like however many weeks or whatever. So they like do the surgery and they like fix his jaw like they push the jaw out. Wow. Jaw out and then they just lock it. You know how fifty cent had to the Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they do the whole that thing. Oh my god. Wires I thought they shut. broke it, but they don't break it. Yeah, they break it. Um, but they it's uh I think they add they might add like, you know, some like uh thing to stretch it out a little bit, like a maybe like half an inch of like plastic or whatever to, to wow. expand the jaw, yeah. That's gotta oh that's gotta suck. I've seen some weird like some of my friends that I know, they have they've had weird surgery. Like I have a um a friend that has like the um had like the Back realignment or something like that. What for scoliosis? Uh, I don't think it. I don't think that's what he. I don't know if that's what he had technically, but he had like a severe hunch, really? hunch back. Yeah, and he had. A, it's called like a spinal spinal fusion or something like that. Oh shit. Yeah, so it kind of like fixed his posture because oh, wow. he had like re- really like really severe like 
hunching his back. I seen somebody with a rounded back real bad. Mm-hmm. Like scoliosis was a thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his shit. They was, would always check. You would be scared. Were you scared when you did the test? I kind of was. I don't yeah. know why. Did you do it at Kern? I did. This, we did a scoliosis test even in high school. In high school? Yeah, like freshman year. I remember doing it. Dang, no, we did ours at Kern. Yeah. And it was like everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, I hope I ain't got scoliosis." I know, like it was like a real fear. Mm-hmm. Like we wasn't scared of HIV yet or nothing because we didn't yeah. know about we wouldn't have yeah, sex. I wasn't yet. having no sex, but my back might have been. Well, that ain't true because some of some some of the kids was fucking back then. Yeah, it was some, but just not me. Yeah, so I had a homie that had his kid right before freshman year in high school. Yeah, and this is ninety nine, bro. 99, I was trying 2000. though in junior high. I was for sure trying, not not aggressively, but like. Trying for me was man. like, man, Lord, please let me have sex. In eighth grade, bro, like a lot of us, like regular kids, we didn't even know how to jack off right. <laughs> That's facts. He was just like, wait, wait, what feels good? I feel like you don't learn how to jack up to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you, then you a pro jacker. Yeah. And now you in, you in another league of jacking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you jack off every day. <laughs> you like this new thing feels great. <laughs> let me wait till everybody leaves the house. Yeah. Yeah. It only take two minutes. <laughs> Niggas be That's jacking right. off the thoughts back in the day. <laughs> you be like, oh, that girl April has a big button class. <laughs> Nigga jacking off to thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> jacking off to thoughts is crazy. Like to like not thoughts. No, no, I know like what you to, mean. Like yeah. the OG thoughts. Like the memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be like, oh my God, Amy from third period. Oh my oh God, gosh, Amy. Sure. Nah, it'd be like Mrs. Such and Such. Oh my goodness. No, no. <laughs> the teachers? The way she does the algorithm is just, oh my God. <laughs> it wasn't no algorithm back then. The way then. she carries the root is just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, the way she the way she could really figure out those equations, math equations. Oh, my God. That was funny. Yeah. I seen this. I wouldn't call it strange, but I would say it's low-key strange. It's, it's, it's a little different because we're adults. Mm-hmm. But it's like teacher's assistant uh like when i was in, in college um he taught a class mm-hmm. uh he's like an assistant professor and now he's like dating one of the students that was in our class like in his class wow yeah i seen on on instagram they just put the pick the picture up like they're a happy couple now how old what's the age gap i don't know the age gap i just know he old enough to be a you know professor and she was you know the average college student age so she might have been you know she might have she might have graduated when she was just a normal like 22 21 somewhere in there and he was old enough to have you know some sort of teaching credential or something like that that's so, wild yeah fucking the students out here ashamed <clears throat> of yourself yeah that's crazy you can't be looking at the students the yeah. prof- the prof- some professors do not care. I've no. I've heard of situations where professors is flirting with girls, inviting them to have a drink and stuff like all, that. All I remember it was this one. I was a I was a senior, mm-hmm. and there was this one Mexican chick. She probably couldn't have been no more than like maybe I think she was like a junior. Mm-hmm. But bro, she had a body of like a twenty six year old woman mm-hmm. in high school. Big mm-hmm. old booty, small waist, super pretty, mm-hmm. and all of that. Right. And mind you, we're high school boys. So we see it. We're just like, oh, my God. But, nigga, we seen the faculty looking, like male faculty looking mm-hmm. at it. And we was just like, yo, this is wild. I knew that was wild back when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, these are grown teachers, grown men. And they're looking at, and they're like kind of like like looking back and forth at each other. And it's like, bro, 
this is why a lot of people shouldn't even be in high schools. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never want to teach at a high school, not 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 because I couldn't trust myself, but I wouldn't want those girls nowhere near me. I don't want nobody mm-hmm. saying, like, I think Mr. McGee was looking at me. Or, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she would walk by and it was like, I seen, I ain't gonna say no names, but it was some coaches that turned around and was like, oh my God. She could have been no old. I ain't gonna old, say no names. I ain't gonna say no names. She this probably, is what I need y'all to do. Eddie went to high school and you could do the you could do the math. Eddie's 37 years old. You could do the math and then go look at the high school he went to. He might have mentioned it on episode two. Class 2003 20, at Bakersfield High School. <laughs> Just look at every big booty Mexican girl that went to Bakersfield High School. And then look at the coaches in the, in the football section and or you, basketball You go ahead and pick one out. Or track section and then, yeah. Yeah, go there and pick see, one out. See which one looked like he got some wandering eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been looking at her in his actual picture. Yeah, I've seen some of these. I, it's Some of these coaches, these grown men. And this is, you got to understand, this is back in the day when, you know, a girl would be 17 and even a coach would, even if they didn't hit on her, they would still, like, you could still catch them, like, looking over at them or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, nah. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's weird to me, though, is, like, when it comes to volleyball or track, they got these girls wearing these super small stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, man, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really decent. Yeah, the tracks, the track uniforms be real tight. They be real tight. Mm-hmm. The girls' butt cheeks be out. Like, Jeez. why is her butt mm-hmm. cheeks out in high school? Mm-hmm. Like, man, put some clothes on these fucking mm-hmm. girls, man. You see camel toes and all that. It's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like mm-hmm. for a teenage boy, that's one thing. Because some of these teenage kids, these teenage boys, just didn't have no self control. Mm-hmm. They used to get busted, uh, busted under the bleachers and stuff, trying to smash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, come on, get these fucking kids out of here. Yeah, I done for sure seen a walk of shame a couple times at BHS. BHS campus so big, you could definitely smack on there and just be. I don't know class. if you can anymore. It's a closed campus and shit now. They close mm-hmm. it all up, man. Mm-hmm. It's super. Yeah, I used to be able to sneak by the bleachers, get some top, and then go to second period. <laughs> <laughs> get some. In, you get head in between periods because that's how fast you would bust. <laughs> You'd be like, I gotta go to class. <laughs> Man, I don't want to give this detail out because this would be kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> All right, uh, switching gears. Um, Cardi B is frustrated with food prices. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people gave her some shit about it. They're like, why does it matter? It's Cardi B. She's rich, blah, blah, blah. All right. She's a millionaire. Cardi B shares ex- expletive lace PSA about rising uh, grocery prices. Uh, and quote, lettuce that was $2 a couple months ago is now fucking $7. Of course, I'm going to say something. End quote. Cardi B is not a fan of the recent surges in grocery prices. And she's certainly not afraid to voice her impassioned sentiments. On Wednesday, the rapper took to Twitter uh, to share an expletive lace video PSA in which she complained about food prices and explained why she's angry despite being rich and successful. Uh, let me tell you something. When I'm when I be complaining about food prices and you motherfuckers be like, ain't you rich? Why are you complaining about lettuce? Why are you complaining about this? She said that's just shows people that when you become successful, when you got money, you're going to go broke soon because y'all not budgeting. Not concerned about the prices. That's the truth, though. She's right. Yeah, she's right. Be financially literate. Yeah. Cardi B. All right. Um, Cardi Brilliant. Um, when <laughs> I'm starting to see the groceries is tripling up like it's like, hey, yo, what the fuck is going on? I want to see my see for myself. Like, what the fuck is it being spent on? She continued. 
Cardi B specifically called out the price of lettuce, which she said was about was two dollars a couple months ago, and now it's seven fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. She added, "Of course, I'm going to say something." And what's the bottom part? Rising food prices are the result of the extreme weather. Uh, diseases impacting crops and livestock, supply chain complications, and geopolitical unrest, including war. Fucking ad popped up. Including war in Ukraine. Man, what these motherfuckers got to do with our lettuce? <laughs> Ukraine? Yeah, that motherfucker's affecting our lettuce, man. Go on. Yeah, yeah. We gave these, gave these motherfuckers, we approved $45 billion mm-hmm. to give to Ukraine, man. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, CNN reported in December. Last year, grocery prices rose an, an astounding 12%, and menu prices increased 8.5% per Bureau of Labor statistics. Overall, inflation also skyrocketed, seven, seven, skyrocketed 7.1%. Cardi B ended her video with one final message to her fan base. I can only imagine what middle-class people or people in the hood is motherfucking thinking. So, yes, I'm going to say something. The fuck? And I have a big platform, so I don't want anybody that is responsible for these fucking prices to put that that shit the fuck down. They going to see my shit. <laughs> they going to see my shit. They might put it down. So shut the fuck up. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. As far as the the extra stuff from Cardi B, I don't really care for it. But I will say this: Cardi B is right, right? And she is she is right because she is rich. But here's the thing about Cardi B that people aren't catching. Cardi B is rich and successful, but she's probably been poor and poor or low class longer than she's been rich. So even though Cardi B is rich, she still understands what people are going through on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. See, you know, so that's what I do respect about Cardi B. Right. Because mm-hmm. even in our personal lives, when we make more money and we get better jobs, I've been growing up as a kid. I grew up poor. So I, I've I've had. That experience more than me actually making decent money in my adult life. Mm-hmm. So I know what it's like for people, man, when they go into the store, they got like 15 bucks mm-hmm. and they got to feed two kids type shit. You know, mm-hmm. that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of Americans are dealing with, man. So there's been times where I've turned into a food snob like, mm, I don't like that. I'll throw that away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that don't taste good. I'll throw that away. Right. But I could never get away with that if I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You can't be a food snob when you barely got food. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Man, my my heart and my, and my prayers go out to everybody that's going through a real struggle right now, um, because the price of everything is high as a motherfucker. Yeah, you can't, bro. If any of you guys haven't noticed, places like McDonald's are expensive now. Yeah, you go to McDonald's, you by yourself, you might end up spending close to fucking twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, and and they're raising the minimum wage for these workers. And I don't want to tell people what they should make or not make, but if they keep raising the minimum wage, we're going to be spending $9 for a fucking McChicken soon. Mm-hmm. And that McChicken ain't worth no $9, so you guys better fucking figure this shit out. Yeah. Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think um, sometimes we like to kill the messenger. Right. Um, and sometimes like we have a we have a way of viewing people and we don't really um, you know, sit down and really like listen to what they're they're really trying to say. And I think right here she's just saying like I think I think on any level, you know, one you're affected by the prices, right? I could remember when I was a kid, um, in like the fifth grade, like probably probably closer to like sixth, seventh grade. I had a friend who was an actor, and I could remember him saying like to me that uh, he was like the the recession is affecting 
um, my job as an actor. Like I can't I can't really get any gigs because there's like a recession going on and stuff like that. And I was like, what? Like it's a f-. like. So you realize that it, you know, the I'm sure I say that to say, and I'm sure in some capacity, whether it's Ukraine, the stock market going down, or you know, the price of food going up, that it is affecting everybody. You know, it's obviously there's very wealthy people, and they're probably going to stay wealthy, but it does affect everybody in some capacity. So even for Cardi B to like, you know. Probably I don't know if she grocery shops herself, but if maybe she get the the receipt for the grocery shopping. Oh, she like, said she did. Oh, she like she she, no, she mentioned I caught the video. Says she mentioned that you know she had people going for her, but then she actually went to the grocery store herself. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. She probably she probably go to like a Whole Foods or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. But um, you know, just going in there yourself, you're like, dang, I'm, I'm used to spending like you know three hundred dollars, but now I'm spending like. Five, six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you, I, I think for her it was just more shocking than like you know affecting her life in the grand scheme of things. But mm-hmm. um, like she says, she you know it's, it's it's people that she she got family and stuff that ain't that ain't as fortunate as her. So she mm-hmm. can show show some sort of concern. But it is is getting a a little bit out of hand. You know, like yeah. Eddie was saying, fast food. You used to. You, fast food used to be the place you can go to get a cheap meal quick. Mm-hmm. And now it's a real decision. Like, you know, I eat fast food every now and then, uh, mostly for convenience. Mm-hmm. But um, it's I, I, you, it's not even a, sustain, a sustainable thing. Like, you can't just, there's no dollar menu. Fuck there's no, no dollar menu nowhere. They have the value menus now. Yeah. The value menus is like what the old, the old meals used to cost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's a trip. And now what's going on is it costs the same amount of money to go to a fucking store than fast food now. Yeah. It's all, they, they neck and neck. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's where I was like, man, where 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 am I saving money? No. <laughs> like, where the only way you're going to save money is the most unhealthy way. And that's like going back to the poverty food we ate as kids. Motherfucking yeah. noodles, hot and dogs, and mm-hmm. shit like that. You can't eat that as an adult. Mm-hmm. You might shit your pants now. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that ain't going to work unless yeah, you want right to fart. Diaper. Yeah, you want to shit and fart and all day long, go mm-hmm. ahead and get it. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's some people that say, you know, I'm saving money, man. I just buy packs of noodles and you know ground beef, and you know I just mix the beef and the noodles, and it's like, bro, mm-hmm. your your blood pressure gonna be eight thousand, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that shit, is, that shit is all bad. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I you know I think Cardi B gets a bad rap a lot of times, but to me, she's she she um, oftentimes shows like a genuine concern about yeah. people, and um, you know sometimes we just and sometimes you. <laughs> I remember celebrities used to say, like Kevin Hart used to say certain things like, you know, if somebody's leaving a negative comment on my thing, that says more about them than it does about me. And sometimes I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. But, no, you know, always. I would be like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. But mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think now the more and more, you know, I'm understanding human behavior and stuff like that. Like if, it, if you really take the time out of your day to say something wild about Kevin Hart and his wife or his kids or That's whatever much. the case may be, it, that genuinely says like, mm-hmm. you know, that speaks volumes about your character. So yeah. for Cardi B to be basically saying like, you know, ga- groceries are expensive and y'all saying negative stuff about her is just like. Y'all really got some stuff going on. Yeah, I got problems. Uh, Well, because I'm rich, I can't say that things are expensive. I mean, that means, honestly, that would tell me more about Cardi B saying she's more grounded than what we think. Yeah. For her to say that it's something is $7 is expensive, Cardi B is a person that did not grow up rich, okay? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 
mm-hmm. I see shit all the time, and I'm like, yo, this is expensive, mm-hmm. right? And I can have the money to buy that shit a hundred times over. It does not matter. It's still expensive. If I went to get a candy bar, right, I would assume the most I'm paying for a candy bar is probably three fifty, maybe four dollars. If it's thirteen dollars, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? I have the money to pay for it, and it's expensive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two things can be true. I'm sure, like even like you know, like private jets and stuff like that. You know, I'm sure, especially now, um, with the fuel prices and stuff like that. Yeah, going I'm on sure, a PJ, that's just gonna yeah, be pricey. Yeah, I'm sure that there there was it cost maybe. I don't know what the price would look like for f- fueling up the, the plane, but maybe it costs a thousand dollars. But now mm-hmm. I'm sure some of those wealthy people are looking at three thousand, four thousand mm-hmm. dollar tabs, and they're like, "Yo, this is ridiculous." It is ridiculous, bro. Mm-hmm. And they got the right to say that. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you fuck. if you say, man, fuck you, you're rich. Shut the fuck up. Just pay for it. And it's like, who are you to tell them to mm-hmm. shut up? Mm-hmm. What if that shit is starting to affect them? Mm-hmm. Like, it's levels to rich. Yeah. If, if and Look, if I got $50 billion, right? Let's say, for example, I grow up in Bakersfield. Most of my life, I don't have a lot of money. I, I, I finally stumble into some good money. You know, I own this amount of companies, whatever, and I'm worth $2 billion. And I go to I go to A&PM, and I go to get one of those little burgers, and it's like $7.50. I'm like, God damn. I remember when this is fucking $1.50. You know what's expensive now? And it may be just like the perfect example for us. is Little Debbie Snacks. Oh, fuck. They cost like a dollar for, the, uh, for a honey bun. Yeah, man, one fifty probably by now. That's stupid. Like, bro, I, these used to cost a quarter. A quarter. A quarter. You making me pay more money to kill myself? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I gotta pay more money to eat these goddamn honey buns, and those honey buns taste great. Mm-hmm. So now you're making it worse. This is why, like, a lot of times I don't eat honey buns very often, but I love them. Mm-hmm. I love honey buns. And you know which ones are probably the best? And I did this before, and I was like, hold up. Have you ever gotten an actual honey bun from a donut shop? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Fire, huh? Oh, man. It's I, OD. I busted. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's fact. Cause, uh, a, l- a little cum drop came out. <laughs> <laughs> a little teenage cum drop. Because <laughs> I know what you mean. Because when you're eating the... When you're eating the little Debbie snacks, it's like, okay, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's kind of soft. You put it in the microwave, warm. It'd 20 be, seconds, be, 25 it'd be, it'd be seconds. Pretty good. But when you go to the donut shop, it's like crispy a it's little bit different. on the outside. It's, it got some cinnamon flakes yes, all around it. The, man. Yes, yeah. Them honey, and they be bigger. Mm-hmm. So it's like this shit different. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to ask you if this is real honey or not because I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It's probably not honey at all. Yeah, processed honey. Yeah, yeah it's processed honey. Mm-hmm. It's bunny. But it's good as a <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> though. <laughs> My favorite donut by far is a chocolate chocolate sprinkle, meaning chocolate donut itself. Yeah. Chocolate frosting with the mm. chocolate. That is my favorite donut. That might be a little too much chocolate for me. Oh my god! It's I'm the a, best. I'm, 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 I'm. You hit me with a glaze, a glaze, hey, or like a chill out. <laughs> <laughs> a glaze or uh, like a raspberry jelly fill, lemon jelly oh, fill. I'm like no, oh, I don't. Yeah, like I just those. you just like squirting your mouth. It's just, oh yeah. man, this nigga's wild in it. <laughs> this nigga's on. Hey road. yo. <laughs> <laughs> the um freaking um 
what do you call them? The twist. They're, they're, look, a glaze, a twist, and donut holes are all the same fucking thing. Yeah, just different shapes. It's just different shapes. Same. Twi- same I feel donut. like the twist be a little bit like lighter in a sense. Yeah, probably because they mm. twisted it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty- fire. I want a donut right now. Yeah, bro. The only this is what I would tell y'all to go. This is my go to donut spot. Twenty four hours in Bakersfield, man, and I'm shouting them out. Go to Foster's Donut on White Lane. It's like off of White Lane and Gosford in that parking lot where Albertsons is. Mm-hmm. That same parking lot where Albertsons is, it's right next Foster's, to the top. Yeah, they got good donuts. You been there before? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's right next to that Taco Bell. You go in there. And it's 24 hours, man. Now, the best donut I've had, and I, I hope, I pray one day somebody will help me find a spot if I just describe it a little bit for me, Uh-oh. for y'all. Is when I worked on, uh, I worked on. So you think you can dance at the CBS Studios in LA? In LA, yeah. And my cousin was the production manager. He sent somebody out to go get some donuts, um, and they came back. And it, I had this like a, I don't know if you ever like, like they have like these crumb donuts. I don't know if you ever. Uh, see. It's like it's almost like a glazed donut, but it has like. Like crumbs on top of it, Ooh, like maybe. cinnamon crumb. Yeah, it's like cinnamon or maybe like mm-hmm. some brown sugar and all that I kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was like that, but it had like a hint of lemon. Ooh, it was the bruh, literally the most fire donut I've Whoa. ever had. Whoa, that's exclusive. And man. I'm hit. I hit my cousin like, "Yo, where is this donut spot at?" And he like, I have no idea. I just oh. sent the PA out to go get it. So if you in LA and you know that area, you know that um, you know CBS Studios over there by the Grove, low key. Like if you know that area and you know what I'm talking about, you know if you come across this episode in some capacity, just send me a DM, man, because I will go well, out there. Well, how much was did, was the lemon taste in there? Was it in there pretty good? Yeah, it was in there pretty good. Wow, yeah, it was a real. It was a real. The real flavor, was, the was texture it, was on point. Was it having the cinnamon on it, or I don't remember cinnamon. It was just like you know, just kind of that same donut we described, or yeah. we talking about. But just imagine like um, that gla- almost like a glaze that you would get from like a pound but cake. But it's got the crumbles on it. But the crumbles. But it's got a lemony top, flavor, but like a lemon on top. Oh yeah, that my mug god! Was fire! Wow! Yeah, best donut ever. But that shop had like. Almost like exquisite donuts, like oh. not. It, it had the regular glaze and stuff, but they just had like, I don't know, how you like just creative donuts in there. She'd be like, "Nah, this ain't gonna be fire." Mm. And then you smack that mug down, and you'd be like, "Yo, this is this is good." Yo, it's another place that got bomb ass donuts. It's probably my number two spot, or actually, they might be neck and neck. Mm-hmm. It's Foster's Donuts on White Lane and fucking um, College Donuts. About on over by, by BC, yeah. I think it's oh. called Co- I think it's called College Donut. Mm-hmm. It's right off of Mount Vernon and Columbus. Mm-hmm. Oh my! It's in that parking lot where the McDonald's at. Mm-hmm. That shit. Oh That's my! Good. Oh yeah, really fucking good donuts. Mm. Really, really good yeah. donuts. Always fresh too. Yeah. Some people actually care. It's some donut shops. It's like they gonna have flies flying yeah. around in there. They gonna have donuts sitting there all day long. They yeah. might have the donuts from the previous day. Yeah, but some people make sure every day that the it's a spot. This ain't. It's technically not the most fire spot, but they always got fresh donuts. And I don't even know if it's there anymore. But you get off the one seventy eight, um, and it's that first. 
the first uh, corner right here. To so if you come in, if you go on west off the one seventy eight and you about and you are heading towards downtown, um, and that first street, I don't know what that first uh, crossing street. Oh, is, right is it there. Donut Hut? Yeah, right there on the corner, on the right hand side. Yeah, I don't know if it's there anymore, but they sell out every day. Like wow. you gotta get in there early if you want to get a donut. And they'd be like, "Oh man, we only have a couple of these left. If you want to, you know, I'll give you a discount." Like they'd be throwing, they'd throw an extra donut hole in there for you and stuff. I remember, uh, I think my dad had mentioned it before he had passed, but it was a place once you when you left his house and you made a left before mm-hmm. you got on the freeway. Mm-hmm. It was a place called Twenty Four Hour Donut, mm-hmm. but then you drive by and it'd be closed. <laughs> and I told my dad, I was like, "That's fucking bullshit." <laughs> he was laughing. He was like, "It's called Twenty Four Hour Donuts, but the motherfucker closed." Yeah, I don't. I, what's the point of? I was like, "When name? is they open?" He was like, "I don't know, son. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's too close." <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, that's wild, man. Mm-hmm. It is some stores that did, you know, like a Seven Eleven that just never close. Them donuts fucked up in 7-Eleven. Don't, don't ever buy those fresh donuts that they say fresh. Don't ever buy those. They lie they in. They lie in. That stuff been there for four days. That shit, yeah. Them, yeah, don't yeah, do I, that. And those stores, they don't care about nothing. No, I give a like, fuck. You could, you, could, you, know, you could buy like three donuts and then you take it out. You're like, damn, I'm about to smack these down. You open it up. It'd be a fly in there. And then you go in there and you'd be like, yo, I, I would just want my money back. I don't really want to deal with this. And they'd be like, oh, you sure you don't want to uh, swap it out or some other donuts in nah. there? you like, nigga, if it's if it flies on this donut, the fly's been on all these other donuts, too. Yeah, if it's a fly on this donut, it's going to be a roach on the next one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no Roaches guy. like donuts, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust y'all letting these fly. Here's the thing yeah. that's fucked up, too. For some reason, when there's a bunch of flies in there, don't buy anything in there. Yeah. Like those pizzas, they, they sell pizzas at 7-Eleven. You seen that at 7-Eleven? Mm-hmm. Oh, you wouldn't catch me ever buying yeah. that shit. I don't like no exposed food in, in, in those type of stores. Mm-mm. It'd be some, I ain't gonna, I'm, I'm not, not everyone, because you can go to some spots like um, little liquor, com- store. little liquor stores got the best chicken. It'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. I haven't had that experience like in Bakersfield, but definitely like in Tulare, Visalia. It's a couple spots where What's like that Chinese place your mom always go to. Oh, R and N, I'm gonna close down. Oh, yeah, really? Not ex- non-existent. When did it close? Years back? Yeah, it's been some years. Been some years. Yeah, that mug boarded up over there, bro. Mm-hmm. Was it been about? This has been ten years. Uh, since I don't know when it shut down. Yeah, I can't they, even tell you, but, but it's been I, some years. I will say those plates was good. They was fat too. They was too big. They was fat. They was giving away shit. She used to get like the cabbage, the spicy cabbage. Oh my god, that, that food was, was so was good. good. The plates are so big. Your mama on the way back, she would just get plates and plates and just bring it back. And we just like we get a little plate and yeah. then just scoop everything on there. And yeah, I'll be, be eating that for like two days. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. If I ate that now, I probably have diarrhea. But that shit was good mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. And it what? it was good, but it was like good for what it was. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It ain't like. It ain't like you're going to go to a five-star restaurant and that's going to be the food you right. pick. But it's just, it got the perfect amount of like oils in there. Like two, Bro, you know. mm-hmm. I, if somebody <clears throat> please let me know if you remember the spot. Back in the day, there was a Chinese food place. And to me, it was some of the best Chinese food in Bakersfield, especially for where it came from. It was a place called Imperial. Mm-hmm. And it was right off of Ming across the street from Taco Bell, not Taco Bell, but um, across the street from McDonald's. Mm. Okay. Right. By the, uh, by the bank. Uh, yeah, kind of okay. by the bank. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was called Imperial. I <clears> think 
where where it was, I think well, I'm trying to remember the establishment what it is now. I don't think it's uh Taco Bros. I don't think it was Taco Bros, but it's establishment over to the left, like it's the La Via over there. The La Via, um, I think the La Via, where the La Via might is. be where the Imperial was. And dude, they would make your shit fresh to order. Mm-hmm. You get in there, they had uh, orange chicken, mm. but the orange chicken was like they would make it, they would fry it fresh. They would put the glaze on it, and it would be so fucking fresh and crispy every time I ordered it, bro. And they used the, the chow mein they used. Yeah. They used the thick chow mein. Mm-hmm. Not the little cheap Not shit. Cheap skinny noodles. Yeah, the skinny that noodles. Thick one. These noodles was thick. Like, it was healthy. They was, C's, huh? they was made the stallion noodles. But I think they call <laughs> I think, the stallion noodles. I think they call them lo mein. I think they call it that. Uh, uh, lo mein is... No, I think lo mein is like that veget, like the oh, vegetable the little, noodle. Oh, okay. It ain't lo mein. Yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah. It's... Uh, uh, it's I think I think it's uh, just a regular chow it's mein. A chow. Yeah. But it was like almost like orange. Mm. That shit was yeah. too good. Yeah. I uh I made orange chicken um one day. It came out pretty decent. No, you like, did what? At the myself. house? Yeah. How long ago was this? From scratch, way. When was this? Uh like two weeks ago. No way. Mm-hmm. It came out pretty good. Nigga. You it was, don't take that. It's not you You was not, eating it? Yeah, I ate the whole I smacked it. I was eating it like it was Panda Express. Did your girl eat any of it? Yeah. Wow. Was smacking it down. We were like, like pleasantly surprised. Wow. Yeah. I just found a recipe. I smacked that mug down. This nigga Keith is domestic. <laughs> 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 but it 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 like uh with a lot of the uh the Chinese foods and stuff, they use a lot of different uh MSG like oyster shit. sauces, oh, and, yeah. you know, uh, fish oil sauce, yeah, shit. stuff like that. So you just throw all that in there, and then you you make the sauce and I'm uh, like none of that uh, rice vinegar wine and all that kind of stuff. And then I keep my shit real simple, man. Yeah, like if I'm making if I'm making some type of any type of uh, let's say I want to make orange chicken, right? Mm-hmm. All I do is I go to the store and I'll buy the, the orange chicken sauce. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's panda. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. I'll get that, and I'll get like chicken thigh, and I'll get uh, maybe get some egg, mm-hmm. uh, some flour, yeah, and then I'll batter it and you know pat mm-hmm. it dry, yeah, and I'll put it in the air fryer, and then I'll spray it. Mm-hmm. I'll spray the air fryer, the bottom. I'll spray it with um, avocado oil, and then I'll spray the top of the chicken, mm-hmm. right, and that shit fry up like fried chicken, mm-hmm. but it's not fried. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I take it out, let it sit a little bit and just cut it up. Pop, pop, mm-hmm. pop. Cut it up. Put the sauce on it. Orange chicken, sir. Yeah. That shit be fire. No, it, it, yeah, it's good. It's definitely good. It's easy. It, that, it, the, even the way, like, the way you made it is easy. It's, mm-hmm. it's only, the way you made it is only a little, maybe like two less steps. Yeah. Because the way that you make the sauce is pretty, it's, it's, it's like a 15, like, Outside of cutting all the meat up and all that stuff, like it's like a fifteen minute process as far as cooking to like everything else. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know my my cooking skills are pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You know, so I f- I personally feel like I can make anything. I just mm-hmm. need time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes repetition because sometimes you don't make shit right the first time. Yeah, the, you fuck you, it up. You, the thing for me was um I was like one I want to save money and two I still want to eat good. Yeah, like I still want the Panda Express experience. I still want the Whatever hamburger joint experience. You ain't got no, do you invite any of your Asian friends over? No. <laughs> nah, I don't mean I don't got no Asian friends. <laughs> if I want a Panda Express experience, <laughs> I'm going to invite an Asian man <laughs> with a knife set and a flat and a flat a uh, flat grill. Chill out. 
<laughs> what they call that? Sake, uh, sake, sake, <laughs> sake bomb, sake bomb. Shing, 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 shing. I'm like, this nigga's about to slice my fingers off. But I'm. <laughs> but that's that's like, what is that we call? Is it, is it Benny? Like, not is it Benny Hannes that does that? I think it's ben, a style. I forget the name, the type of restaurant, but whatever tepen, that restaurant. Teppanyaki. That's not the name that I'm thinking of. But the restaurant where they got the thing. Yeah, the big flat grill. Yeah, but they serve it in front of you. That's not yeah. I mean, that may be what you know it as, but that's not the name that I'm thinking of. It's, oh. it's a different uh different name that I'm thinking of. But yeah. Okay, I know what you mean. They they, they got a place out here. I think it's called uh Shogun. Shogun mm-hmm. and then uh I think I think Benny Hanna does that too. But mm-hmm. we don't got one out here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do that. Eating wine times and Benny Hanna. Huh? You know, you know what's underrated, but it's good as fuck, believe it or not, is um uh, what's the Chinese place? I think we went there before me and you went there too. Um, the Chinese food place way out there off of Stockdale, way down. Oh, uh, Ch- Ch- PF Chang's? PF Chang's. That PF shit Chang's, was good yeah. as fuck. Yeah, it was, uh, I've been there a few times. That shit uh, was fire each uh-huh. time. Each time it was good. Yeah, that might be expensive. Yeah, it is what it is, bro. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta plan like a family dinner. Yeah, you get to get a whole like me, your moms, and yeah, you know, everybody. We just at that, yeah, like definitely plan it because yeah, it's uh like we be doing a pie football game beyond mm-hmm. Sundays is pretty hectic. But Sundays yeah, is hectic. Got, so, like a, definitely take, a Saturday would be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. link, link up, man, and just you mm-hmm. know go out there and chill. Yeah, get something to eat. Mm-hmm. I think your graduation. I think I, I think I took you to your graduation mm-hmm. when you, I got back in. You town. got back in the house. I like, man, yeah. let's fuck it. Let's go to PF Chains. Yeah. Sometimes it's cool to like it's some restaurants. My uh my boy Alex, he was telling me about um some restaurant. I forget the name of it, but it, I would always pass by it. And I'd be like, "Dang, I wonder where like who goes to this place." Mm. But you realize like, you know, sometimes you don't really experience Bakersfield. Like we've been living right, here so that's long, a good you point. don't really experience it. So, mm-hmm. sometimes it's cool to just pop into the random restaurant and yes. be like, Yo, what is this? What is this?" What is this? Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, experience your city. That's true. Mm-hmm. I've heard about places and I just haven't, you know. The funny thing is, like, we're, we're me and Keith, we live generally, we've gen, like generally lived around each other mm-hmm. for like over 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it went from being down the street mm-hmm. and then, like, literally, like, even closer down the street. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And this is probably the furthest we lived from each other. Yeah. It was maybe like eight. Nine, ten minutes, somewhere in there. No, not even ten minutes. Not ten. You minutes. take off from your house to mine's from like taking that back street to go to freaking Stockdale. Mm-hmm. You'll be to my house in like five minutes. Five? Yeah, because you go from your house, you mm-hmm. go down that street, you cut down cut there, out, make the right. At, yeah, mm-hmm. at the most five to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. At the most. Yeah, because I could get from my house to. Uh, my church, which is on like off of like White Lane and Grissom, mm-hmm. I could get there in like eleven minutes sometimes. 12, oh yeah, twelve minutes. Sometimes. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's like traffic. that's further. Mm-hmm. And that's like how further close down. that is, mm-hmm. you know? Because Ming is way before White Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a trip, man. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, mm-hmm. uh, the price of shit is going up. It, it may continue to grow up. So yeah. Hopefully, you guys in 2023, the objective is to make more money. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Let's yeah, make more money. That's the only way to. That's yeah. the only way to combat the price of shit going up. Mm-hmm. Is that that if you make more money, 
um, it's going to put you in a space where things are still going to be expensive, but you're going to have more money to have enough money for it. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the only way to combat it, man. I'm sorry. I wish Mm -hmm. I had a better solution to it or we could Mm -hmm. tell people to stop. But Mm -hmm. that's not how the economy works and that's not how people work. So, yeah, it's I think it's in 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 business. There is a way where, you know, you want to scale back or cut back on certain things in order to cre- increase your profit margins and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But for the most part, the idea is always to just make more money. That's all you can do, man. Yeah. It sucks, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it is. Good old, uh, good old capitalism. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is a good thing. Sometimes it's bad. <clears throat> mm-hmm. In this case, it's bad. Yeah. You know, but this is not even the capitalism thing. It's 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 probably a little bit of it, but it's mainly with the supply and Inflation, demand. Inflation. Inflation, supply, supply and demand. demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, switching gears. Um, let's jump this one because we've been how long have we been on, man? Uh, one twelve. Yeah, we gotta about to jump this one here. All right. Uh, recently, a uh, hockey player played with a ruptured testicle. Which is this is a really tough story, man. <laughs> Let me go ahead and read this. Um. Minnesota Blake Wheeler played through a ruptured testicle. Uh, doing anything after getting hit in the genitals is nearly impossible, which is that's true. Playing a hockey game nearly after having rupturing a testicle used to be uh, used to be impossible until Minnesota native Blake Wheeler pr- pr- proved to the world that anything is possible. The Plymouth native who starred uh, at Breck School and later scored the game-winning goal for the Gophers to beat the North beat North Dakota in 2007 um, uh, in Final Five, suffered a ruptured testicle in the middle of the game, and he just kept playing. Wheeler suffered the stomach-turning injury when he was hit by a puck December 15th. It happened when he blocked a shot by his teammate Josh Marishi uh, against the Nashville Predators despite the vulcanized rubber orb striking him in the genitals. Wheeler finished the game. Well, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. I didn't know I was injured until the next day, Wheeler said. Part of the game, there's there is game is there's bad bounces. I've been around long a long time. It's something I want I don't want to go through again and wouldn't wish on anyone, but I just feel really grateful that our medical staff and doctors we have here in town took care of me and I was able to get everything taken care of. Uh, and back as soon as I was able to. What does that? What does that mean? Like he got his, he could fill his balls up again, or what? I don't know, man. I, I this dude busted a nut in a non-pleasurable way. Um, yeah. All I know is this: I seen this story. I thought it was a little funny, but I, at the same time, it was very, um, it's very brave. Um, this this the organization should never have anything bad to say about him. This motherfucker played with a bad nut. You know how hard that is as a man. I don't think women could quantify the experience of being hit in the balls. It is a now t- women give birth. Yeah, they give birth, but I don't like he getting hit in the nuts is worse, Keith. Now nah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm about out of this. Yeah, nah, nah, I, ain't, I ain't gonna go there. All I know is just that experience. You getting, can't really. I would say you can't quantify because women don't have nuts. They don't have nuts, so mm-hmm. you don't know how it feels when you know. Mm-hmm. Even I was saying, I was telling you earlier, like sometimes women get too wild in the bedroom. And they'll be jumping up and down on you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they jump too high and they land on your balls. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, hey man, that's killing me. <laughs> and now you gotta you gotta now you lose you lose your boner because your nuts is hurting you. Yeah. Yeah. And this balls happens. Balls are sensitive. Balls are sensitive, man. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's why when you see some of these adult videos, it's like, how are these motherfuckers doing this? Because they be doing, they be doing, it'd be like OD. Like, the girl be like, the girl be like getting head, giving head, and then also sticking the balls in there. It's like, like how are you, how doing, are you doing, doing this shit? This? And I'm like, I know for the guy that stuff hurt. Yeah, that's no way. That doesn't feel good. I'd be yeah. like, look, just give me the good old-fashioned blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> the good old just give me the yeah. good old-fashioned blowjob. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't need the balls. Just leave them alone. The OG blowjob. Yeah, that's bad, man. Mm-hmm. And then the worst thing is you get older, the balls start to hang a little more. Yeah. So now it makes it even more sensitive. Yeah. So imagine getting hit in the ho- with a hockey puck in the nuts. Old men be like sitting on a ball sometimes. Yeah, old oh, men just man. be like, oh, oh, darn it. Oh, tarnish. Oh, uh, they sit on the nuts and be like, "Oh, good, oh no, oh good tarnation! Oh, <laughs> wouldn't God's tarnation? I'm sitting on my balls again. <laughs> I ain't set on my balls that bad since the civil rights movement. <laughs> Niggas got <laughs> old black men got the civil rights nuts. <laughs> when I sat on the bus back in 1953, I sat on my balls and it hurt so bad." The white man made me go to the back of the bus. And I said, you know what? The seats are softer back there. I'd rather go back there. That's terrible, bro. I never wanted to get that bad where I accidentally sit on my balls. God damn. That's they got to have some like Botox for the ball. <laughs> Botox for the ball. See, the difference is, is when you were younger, we was like little kids. We wear tidy whities mm-hmm. Those kind of is like a bra for your nutsack. Yeah. So I kind of keep them up. But as yeah. you get older, you switch to like boxer briefs. They need like a ball augmentation. What do you mean? Oh, like a breast augmentation? Like a breast ball? augmentation for your balls. A, a, a Brazilian nut lift? <laughs> 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 lift them nuts back up to when you was like 25? <laughs> Uh, hanging, bro. Man, you know yeah. the nasty thing is you ever seen on like on the back of a truck, they got this mold oh. of those balls. <laughs> yeah. Like you'll see somebody driving around with that yeah. those fake balls on the back of their car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know whose balls those are, but mm-hmm. there's they're some terrible balls. That's hilarious. God. They got a real mold. I wonder who you who's mold, whose balls were the mold to oh, that. Oh my God. It's yeah. just oh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that's crazy too is Whenever I see young women or like women, maybe women like my age with 37, 36, mm-hmm. and they'll be dating a dude that's like in his 50s or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she definitely gets some old balls when she get mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. She getting some old balls. Yeah, old hairy balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. She gets some matlock balls when she get home. <laughs> you imagine Morgan Freeman? Jesus oh Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. They showed a video of, of Morgan Freeman recently in 1971, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, this nigga has never been young in his life, bro. The, you know the reason why that is, what I found out, is he didn't start really uh, acting, acting until he was, like, in his 40s. Really? Like, he didn't really get into movies until he was really late. And I might be wrong, but I, I think that that's, like, so we've always experienced him as being older, you know. Man, I pulled up. Age from there. Let me watch. I'm gonna pull up a picture of Morgan <clears throat> Freeman, and I'm gonna put uh, Morgan Freeman High School. I'm Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman High School. He look. You know what? High school. I just feel stupid for talking. I mean, I underestimate how old this. This nigga's 85, yo. Yeah, he's really old. <laughs> so yeah, like your whole life he was old. He's in his like. Dang near in his 50s, late 40s. He looks really good, though, mm-hmm. for 85. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about. He's that. still alert. Like he don't. He's what? How old is Joe Biden? Joe Biden like eighty one or something. Joe, so he, he Morgan Freeman older than Joe Biden and probably more aware. Yeah, and, yeah, present. Yeah, Joe Biden. That nigga turned around and gave a he gave an invisible handshake. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> Joe is eighty now. Mm-hmm. My God, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. People talking about Trump needs to run for another term. Like, he old as a motherfucker, too. Not Trump washed. Trump's, uh, he's 76. But Nancy Pelosi, 82, yo. Yeah, she washed, too. Oh, man, she's super old. <laughs> that nigga Morgan Freeman, high school, that's hilarious. Yeah, bro. He, he got was that black and white picture. It looked like somebody, Morgan Freeman's so old, somebody painted his high school uh, senior picture. <laughs> hey, hey, that nigga Morgan Freeman went to high school with John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> he went to school with the nigga. They, play, they played on the same basketball team? Yeah, he went. John Wilkes Booth played power forward. <laughs> Chill out. He was a shooting guard. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that joke if they don't understand history. No one's going to get that joke. That's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> Hold on, Morgan Freeman. Let me put this high school up. Yeah, he just got like a. He looked. He aged well, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, he's probably he's the best narrator of all time, dude. For sure. As they walked down the creek, he noticed that Marlon Dupree wasn't mm-hmm. very feeling himself that day. The rats. What do you say in a Twenty One Savage thing? This dude. Even this picture here. Yeah, that's the one that's painted. Man, (laughs) this nigga went to school with Harriet Tubman. (laughs) 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 He he was the Underground Railroad. Morgan Freeman. You you see his name is Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's a bar. (laughs) Morgan Freeman. The first black free slave. It's Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And as soon as he got out of out of slaves, like I want to make movies. <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Massa wouldn't let me act. When I, when I was on the plantation. Chill. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired of picking cotton. <laughs> this has been a terrible experience. <laughs> Slavery was never a walk in the park. <laughs> Oh, that he was doing. I think his most, like, his best narration has to be Shawshank Redemption. No, the best narration is the Metro Boomin in Twenty One. Oh yeah, uh, it's like snitches and rats, and I'm not a snitch. Or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope. I don't know it how the fire. fuck you get Morgan Freeman to do it. Yeah, but yeah, that's that. That was a that was a dope album. First I, of all, I think that I think that. <clears throat> I don't imagine Morgan Freeman listens to that music. I think he's just no. a little too uh, too old. Yeah, they must they must know the same people, some agent. Yeah, or something. but he probably appreciates them as just young you young know, artists. Yeah, young artists out here, and they probably just chopped it up like, "Yo, Morgan Freeman, I'm a huge fan. You know, I loved you. This movie, this movie." He's like, "Yeah, man, I'll do it. Just send if, it to my manager." Yeah, if Young Metro don't trust you, I feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's mm-hmm. wild. I, they used to have memes about that back in the day. Uh-huh. I won't say back in the day. It was probably like eight or nine, eight years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, when when uh, future start really blowing up, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "If your metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you." Mm-hmm. And then it says something like, uh, 
when you want to go to somewhere, somewhere, but Metro don't trust you mm-hmm. and you show somebody with a gun. Yeah, those memes funny. was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, that's probably still the best tagline. If your Metro don't, don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. you. They yeah. gonna put him on trial for that shit. They be like, so has there <laughs> been a time where you didn't trust somebody that was affiliated with Young Metro? Nah, that nigga Metro end up in a Rico. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we hear it very clear as day, uh, future. <laughs> In the future, be like, look here, man. I don't know what you're talking about, but I ain't yeah. never shot nobody in my life. <laughs> I ain't never shot nobody. I ain't did nothing to nobody. I just love all these women. All I these just... women are so beautiful. You know, she for the streets. I don't know what to do. <laughs> she, she everybody for the streets. I ain't shot nobody. I ain't did nothing yeah. with nobody. I just pulling up a foe right now. And I love these women. I love these hoes. I just pull up a foe and get on the street. Yeah. <laughs> I just pop a Percocet and then I just blow it back out. I love her. <laughs> 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 I've been busting up when he be singing. He be like, is she want a piece of me? She want to get into the street. I've been just having living out these job times. <laughs> Like, okay, Future. <laughs> yeah. I think Future had a time where he was just dropping straight heat. Future, the- you know, Future wrote Drunk in Love by Beyonce. He did. It's like, Drunk in Love. love, love, love. Drunk in Love. We be all night. Pop a foe all night. Whoa. <laughs> Pop a Percocet all night. He probably, he probably. <laughs> 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 we popping puppies in the time that they're buying. Drunk in love. Uh, uh, we be all night. Uh, this nigga Keith died. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like that. <laughs> you said drug and love. Uh, that nigga future sound like he got rabies or something. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> I don't know how your voice is like that. I think he must smoke a lot. Yeah, I think so. He must smoke a lot. It's that rat, that rat. It's kind you kind of lose the the like the bottom of your voice. Yeah. Like, Same thing with Jadakiss. Like, it's not normal to sound like Jadakiss. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was like, yeah, basically. He was doing an interview and I couldn't even listen to it. I had to turn it off. You just His voice, his is, voice just... is just too fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, when I came in the game, I was like, I, like, I, 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 I was the one. He'd be like, dude, <laughs> yeah, go to the fucking doctor, man. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love him as an artist. Mm-hmm. But come on. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening. I, I wanted to uh, create my top 100 hip-hop songs. <clears throat> oh, that's cool. That would be I was, think, I was thinking about that. that the other day. And I was like, I was just listening. To, I was just thinking about some songs. Like, I was intentionally thinking of songs that stood out in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one of them that stick out, and I don't know where it would go, like as far as one of the best hip-hop songs ever, is uh, from Souls of Mischief, 93 to Infinity. Mm-hmm. Because J. Cole redid it. He rapped over it two times. Yeah, like two mm-hmm. times. But I don't know what it is about that song. <clears throat> that beat. Yeah, that mm-hmm. shit came out in 93, yo. It's some it's some beats that are like just timeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it is, takes me back because I remember when that video was on fucking MTV. Really? 93, man. Yeah, I was, in, I was nine. Yeah, like nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, eight or nine. Probably eight. 
Yeah, eight. Because yeah. I was born in 92. I would have been one in 93. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck. I was like, geez. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was just a memorable song. I remember seeing that video. Mm-hmm. That's when back when MTV actually showed videos. Mm-hmm. God, what happened to MTV, man? It's it kind of sucks. I mean, you do have to change. You do have to change with the times. Um, but um, I, I feel like they probably just gave up. You know, and I think with the addition uh, of YouTube, um, it would have been hard to to keep up with just the top. You know, top. I don't know. I really don't know what happened. I think they just kind of like. I think you know what I think really happened is I don't think anything happened to music. I think what happened was reality TV just flooded the yes. flooded the markets, the Jersey Shores and all these different shows, and then they just wanted to. We need the next such and such in love with this person and all that stuff. That's what really happened. Yeah, there was a the thing like those videos though they mean a lot to like the culture though. Yeah, because you think about some of like even when Kanye West was coming on. Kanye West came on like big time in 04. That was his year. Mm-hmm. That's like when, when Kanye arrived. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say one of the most memorable songs, they all had videos. Yeah. Are you gonna be? Mm-hmm. Said you're gonna be? Oh, oh, oh. She, she says she wants some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, a little Anita. You'll definitely set this party off right. right. What they gonna be? What they gonna be? What they gonna be? What oh, oh. Be? Well, 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 well. <laughs> she said she wants some ready for the one. Some new addition. Yeah, people forget Jamie, how much of a dog Jamie was, though. Yeah. Jamie had a whole album yeah. that was that dope. unpredictable. Oh, my God. Was that the first one he had? I think it was. He had one song called Digital Girl. That's like, that shit went hard. Mm-hmm. Remember that song? I don't remember that song. She's mm. my digital girl, girl. That shit oh, go yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the time where he was he. It was like right around the time he did Ray, um, and all that stuff. Like in within a couple years span, where he he got the Grammy, the Oscar, and everything. He was just everywhere. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm about to look it up right now. That's that album is hard, bro. Mm-hmm. That album is called <clears throat> Intuition, bro. Oh, Intuition, not Unpredictable. What is Unpredictable? Oh, five. That... Unpredictable is 2005. Oh, that's the next album. Yeah, but Intuition went hard for me though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Unpredictable. That is a Unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Not to do something you never done before. Yeah, baby, not the usual. usual. And unpredictable and yeah. I try. Jamie was a beast, bro. I've never seen anybody in the history of doing things that does things better than Jamie Foxx. He does elite, everything good. Yeah, his nigga's an elite actor. He <laughs> he does he does uh, impressions. Mm-hmm. Um he's a amazing uh well actor, obviously, but it's a little deeper than that. Cause this mm-hmm. motherfucker gets roles where he has to become the person. He's act act he's also like Funnier than everybody. He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And then he's funny, like, in conversation funny. Right. Yeah. He did a radio show for a while, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this motherfucker's just good at everything. Yeah. And he could fight. Mm-hmm. So, like, this guy's he's probably one of those guys. He's pretty just, athletic, too. He did uh, Any yeah. Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday mm-hmm. and all of that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, this Music, guy. Yeah. Plays a piano. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> at like, a person being multifaceted, I think they're... He might be at the top of that list. Yeah, I want to see. Um, people were saying like when, uh, th- like around the time when This Is America came out, they were like 
saying like Gambino is the like a baby Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he's a baby Jamie Foxx. But yeah, he ain't there. But he, I, that's a good argument. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think I I wonder what Jamie Foxx is doing now. Like I feel like when you when you re, when you get an Oscar and you reach that that stature, you probably are just like waiting for a role to inspire you. Like, you know, re- waiting for a script to inspire you. So I'm just curious to know, like, when is he going to come out with something that's, like, on the level of a Ray where he could get back into that that best actor alive conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I think he just, I don't know. He's one of those guys that never has to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just done so much at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But he can take one of those groundbreaking roles. He did a Mike Tyson, or he it hasn't been released. He's doing a Mike Tyson thing. Yeah, I guess they're supposed to be working on it. I don't mm-hmm. know how that will work. Um, just thinking about it, he's a little, he's a lot older than Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. um, especially was in his prime. So I don't know how I don't know how that's that would work out. He but. got he was hitting the weights hard as a motherfucker though. Mm-hmm. He got put some size on for that. Yeah. I this think it's hard to do though. I, it's hard, it, with those projects. A lot of times people talk about them prematurely. I don't know if you remember when the um, Richard Pryor that, that yeah with Mike Epps yeah that that thing was circulating. It fell um, through. It it just like it it's so hard to get. It's hard to make a movie, um, but it's definitely hard when it's like it's real people involved. There's estates involved. There's you know mm-hmm. people's people's rights and you know um, there's. The people need to see a market for it and all these different things. So, yeah, just, you know, a lot of a yeah. lot of times these projects take some, some people have like even what um, what's that? The super big show, uh, the game, the game show, um, the where all the, the I think it was like a Korean show where the people was dying. And what is that show called on Netflix? Oh, uh, fuck. Damn it! I know you're talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking. About, I I never watched it though. Oh, you never watched it? Nah, but I know. I, all I know is when I changed it to it on Netflix, it was like he got me teen jumping down that man. Is that the same one you're talking about? Uh, yeah. Uh, but what? But with that show, I said that to say with that show, it took like 20 years or something for for it to get maybe 30 years or something for it wow. to get made. Yeah, really? it took a long time. Uh huh. Wow. Mm. Fuck, what was it? Oh, I can't remember what it was called. What Damn it. Show called. Yeah. I know what you mean though. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it 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 uh people was dying in weird ways on that show. I have shit. to find a show because we're gonna we gonna I somebody never... in the audience like, come on, dog. Come you on, know. man. You guys do a podcast. I thought you guys were <laughs> How smart. don't you know this? How don't you know this, man? Yeah. You guys are supposed to know everything. Yeah, we got to do it because I've been listening to podcasts before and they was just scrambling to figure it out. I'm like, dude, Squid Game. Squid Game. There we go. Are you guys happy now? You got it. Sometimes I watch Squid Game with my bitches. (laughs) Sometimes I get in my feelings, but I can't sleep. Oh, 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 oh. Sometimes I think about Sierra and I cry in the bed. I can't get time enough. It's two hundred thousand. Oh man! With future, all you got to do to do impression to him is just drink a little codeine and <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> just automatically, you just uh, you start talking like this. <laughs> my promethazine got fitting all in it. I can't do nothing but time in that fuse all in it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, there's that, man. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up soon. All right. Switching gears. Um, last but not least, uh, the leading story in America over the past week. Uh, safety, DeMar Hamlin. 
And um, DeMar Hamlin, from what we've seen on the field, he collapsed after engaging in a tackle. Um, it was shown that he had a cardiac arrest on the field. They had to resuscitate him. The medical staff, they acted quick. Um, and God bless them, man. They, they, they deserve a lot of credit for what they did. Mm-hmm. And they, they went through all the procedures to make sure he was, you know, because he wasn't breathing on his own, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, <laughs> they got him back breathing. Had, had they not did that and, re, and, re, and revived or resuscitated him, mm-hmm. he was a dead man. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. He didn't start breathing on his own. And then after, like, his third or second, second or third day of being in the hospital, they had to roll him over. Mm-hmm. So he would sleep on his stomach so his uh, lungs could get more oxygen. Mm-hmm. So it was looking bad. And I've seen a lot of registered nurses in the comment section on TikTok. They're saying, yeah, this is definitely this is definitely critical. It's definitely bad, but he can come out of this. Mm-hmm. Right? And somebody else said, I've had, I've had like 15 people that had this, and then none of them made it. Mm. And I was like, holy shit. But he made it, man. He's still, he's still, I guess he's still in critical condition, but he's, you know, he's doing a lot better. Yeah, he was smiling and shit. He was on a Zoom call and Mm -hmm. he asked who won the game. And I'm like, wow, this dude is really black. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for this guy. He's only 24. He's a very young man. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll I'll get right into the story and then I have my two cents I'd like to add. Okay. Um, Besides him and, and America and people being behind DeMar. Um, Skip Bayless tweeted something concurrently while the game was in session, and it was kind of is very absent-minded. And this is what Skip Bayless tweeted. He said, "In quote, uh, and Skip Bayless is a sports journalist. For those that may not know who he is, yeah. Um, he said, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? Bayless tweeted, as a medical personnel tended to Hamlin on the field in Cincinnati. In quote." This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. And it's like, I don't even, (laughs) I can't even comprehend why you would mention a game while a man is having cardiac arrest Mm -hmm. on the fucking field. I think that his statement was the absence of empathy. It was like. It was literally saying like, oh, he's hurt. Man, what about the game? Like mm-hmm. that's literally what was going on. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a really great analogy mm-hmm. and then I, I forgot it and I forgot to write it down. Mm-hmm. But if like the way I had it set up, it was like people would be like, okay, I understand why you, people are pissed off at Skip Bayless. Yeah. I think the, the thing that I, that I got from it, uh, I think one, a lot of people – don't like skip bayless he has a history of just saying like dumb shit complete nonsense he'd be yeah. like dick riding michael jordan tom brady <clears throat> disrespect shannon sharp who you know us as a black community we really appreciate shannon sharp um you know as a sports commentator and a lot of at and he's actually a former athlete so he has a completely different perspective sometimes right. he has like a little you know those tendencies i think he'd be hamming it up for uh for tv but when he when he really I think on a show you start to get a real sense of like you know his real his real person as far as like mm-hmm. the humility he has being from uh, Georgia and whatnot and growing up in a you know with, with his grandma and stuff like that. But um, with Skip with Skip Bayless, it was almost like um, it's similar to when Chadwick Boseman died, and 
a lot of people are like, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm so sad, prayers to him and his family and all these different things. And then there were some people like, oh my gosh, what about Black Panther 2? Like, what are we going to do? And it's just Mom, like, dog, man. like that don't, it uh, that doesn't matter at a time like this. Yeah. Like maybe there's a, a months from now we could really sit down and think about what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to look like, but not right now. And I think that that's what Skip Bayless did. Like he's saying something that it it doesn't. Even the players, like, like they don't – obviously, they didn't finish the game, so they're like, we don't care about this game. Like, a, a man literally almost lost his life yeah. on, the, on the field. And I think the thing for me, when I first saw it, I didn't watch the game, but when I first saw the hit, I thought brain trauma. Like, right. I, I was like, oh, it – I was like, he kind of got his head jacked up, you know, because the, the person he was tackling was a little bit lower than him, and then he hit his head on the ground. Um, so I was like, dang, I hope he, it just looked like he got knocked out. And I'm like, man, that's always um, – that was like worst-case scenario because that's the the most sensitive conversation in terms of football. Um, but finding out it was like a cardio – you know, it was a heart issue more than anything. Mm -hmm. It was just like – it was almost a relief in a sense, which is kind of sad to say, um, but not really a relief because that was almost worse because, you know, he almost lost He literally life. died on that field. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, okay, I had a situation happen to me <clears throat> a long time ago, and this is when my uncle passed back in 20, 2016. It was 2016. Mm -hmm. um, my uncle passed away, my father's brother, obviously. Oh, well, no, I'm a, nobody knows that. But, mm -hmm. yeah, um, basically my uncle had passed away from cancer, and – I was out of town working in Barstow because um, we were extending the Highway 58 at the time. And once I found that my uncle passed, I told one of the uh, one of the, the, the truck bosses there, I told him, I said, hey, man, my uncle died. I got to go. I got to go now. I got to be there for my dad. So I took off and I, I basically I bobtailed. Bobtailing is basically when you drop the trailer down and you just drive the actual truck, right? Mm -hmm. So I bobtailed, I took off to Bakersfield, and as I'm leaving, I get a call, and it's from one of the one of the bosses. And he says, ah, man, he said, before you leave, you gotta let us know. And I said, man, I didn't know that my uncle was going to die. I need to be there for my dad. He's like, uh, okay, I hear you, but this next time, just let us know. And I was like, man, bye. <laughs> like, I just told you my fucking uncle died, mm -hmm. and you turn around and said, oh, just let us know next time. It was like... It was literally the worst. I wanted to fuck that dude up. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went and drove. I parked that truck, got out, and I left. Mm -hmm. I had never been that disrespected by a grown man without beating his motherfucking ass. Mm -hmm. I just told you my uncle died. And you said, oh, just let us know when you leave. And I said, man, bye. And he's like, and then, and then he told me, like, hey, man, I apologize for earlier, this and that. But I'm thinking, like, man, fuck you, man. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, all mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I just told him, I said, how am I supposed to know when my uncle, he said, give us notice next time before you leave. Mm -hmm. That's what he told me. I said, how am I supposed to know when my uncle was going to die, bro? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that shit was terrible. Yeah. Imagine this. This is what Skip Bayless did. Is it the same exact thing? No. But the absence of empathy makes it the same situation. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say, for example, I'm talking to somebody or just a, having a conversation, there's a cordial conversation. And we're like, yeah, man, it's tough for people in 2023, man. And he's like, yeah, I just lost my mom yesterday. I'd be like, dang, that's crazy. You hungry? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine somebody doing that to somebody? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's crazy. You hungry, bro? <clears throat> I'm hungry, dog. You want to get something to eat? 
Yeah. It's like people have an issue with empathy yeah. on a level that's so bad. I can understand if some people don't know how to be empathetic all the way, mm-hmm. but when you notice a situation and you know that it's tough and you know that it's bad, but you still intentionally choose to dilute it. Mm-hmm. Like you making somebody on the field that's dying a secondary issue. Yeah. It's the main issue. Yeah. This nigga is dead. Everybody in the world is concerned about this human being, and you talking about a football game. You'd be like, DeMar Hamlin's on the field. No, It'll be like, huh, poor DeMar Hamlin. What are we going to do about the game? Like, Mm -hmm. what about? And it's like, bro. Yeah. What's crazy to me is I've seen people like this, and they lacked empathy until it was their mom. Mm-hmm. Until it was their dad, until it was their cousin or whoever. Some people don't understand empathy until it's on their fucking front door. The sad thing about Skip is, God forbid, you know, anything happens to any of his loved ones and people are just going to laugh. Yeah. And, and, and it's not funny. I would mm-hmm. never laugh. Mm-hmm. But that's me and Keith. But we understand how the real world is mm-hmm. and how many people dislike Skip Bayless. And there's going to be people in the comments like, hey, Skip, I wish I could tell you sorry for your loss. But you didn't care about Demar Hamlin, so ha ha ha! Laugh emojis. All mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. way the internet works. Mm-hmm. That's the way the internet works. They're not here to make you feel good. Hang on, say see see you on Undisputed on Monday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how it is. What about man. the show? Where, where's where, when is it? How's the show gonna go on? Yeah. Yeah, man. Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna tell you like this, and I feel and I feel this way. When it comes to Wendy Williams recently, Wendy Williams is going through some health issues and things like that. She's been looking really bad and whatnot. And people say, pray for Wendy Williams. Pray for Wendy Williams. You know, I hope that she gets better. And I said, hey, um, my thing is this. I don't wish her bad, but I don't wish her anything. Mm -hmm. The amount of evil that she's like literally done to others, mm-hmm. you know, um, saying personal things, talking about Method Man. Yeah, back in the day, me and Method Man had sex in a jacuzzi on this mm-hmm. year. And knowing Method Man is a married man, in addition to, to exposing that Method Man's wife had cancer, and no one knew about it, but somehow you thought it was okay to spread that news. Who was that? Somebody was talking about, I don't know if she was talking about him, but somebody about him, may yeah. or may not have done drugs or something like that. She She's talking about somebody doing drugs, and mm-hmm. then and then it was a uh, uh, there was some type of influencer that that mentioned something about something, and she's like, "Who is this guy? He doesn't know anything. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He doesn't even have that many followers. Whatever. He's like, oh, I just found out he's dead. Oh, that's too bad. That's crazy. That's how. That's who Wendy Williams is. The 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 lack of empathy queen." Mm-hmm. So when she passed out on stage and people was like, pray for Wendy, I didn't didn't give a fuck, if you want me to be honest. I think for for the most part, like, you you receive the energy you put out. 100%. So most, most, like a a guy like uh, DeMar Hamlin, when he he, uh, passed out on the field, you just seen an outpour of just mm-hmm. positive positivity. Him donating to kids, him Fans crying. pulling up a nonprofit organization, all this type of stuff. Just like you know, just a genuine outpour of like positive things. But then you know, when something like this happens to a Wendy Williams, nobody has no real empathy for her because she hasn't really exhibited that you know to any other Mm-mm. entertainer. You know, she's been gossiping about entertainers for mm-hmm. years, saying negative things back bad things about them so you know she's just getting she's getting back what she's putting out there yeah that's what she's getting back Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't have anything bad to say but 
Like I mentioned before, I don't care about Wendy Williams mm-hmm. simply because this is a person who has made people's lives a living hell, exposed things about them that should have never made been public, mm-hmm. and she just continued to double down on it. Mm-hmm. And this this same woman had her whole marriage was a travesty. You know, mm-hmm. her husband was cheating on her and had a whole nother woman pregnant mm-hmm. and a whole nother relationship. You Still got with the woman. Now. Yeah. You got all this shit going on in your life and you got the nerve to talk about other people. Mm-hmm. Not to mention her show should have been canceled years ago and it's on prime. T- Can you imagine a man being that disgusting and having a show? I can. His name was Jerry Springer, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jerry, but Jerry was disgusting in another way. Jerry was disgusting that he had low level people on his show. Um, I think that. Um, I think. I don't know. I haven't watched it a lot, but that, with Jason Lee's show, like Hollywood Unlocked, that's Unlocked, kind of trash. Is too. That, is it? Does it have that same sort of? It's got uh, that element. Not as trashy, but it's got that mm-hmm, element. Yeah. It's still gossipy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, they're supposed to be dating, but I'm not sure the people I have. We have, uh, you know, we have people saying that um, that they meant that he may or not be bisexual. It's hmm. like, why the fuck is this news? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Yeah. You know, the shows that I don't I can't stand to it shows like what's that extra, 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 mm-hmm. extra. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And Jennifer Aniston has been dating such and such. It's like this is not news. Recently, it was on a long, brisk walk from Manhattan Beach. Chris Rock is getting cozy with Nia Long. Yeah. yeah. What is this about? Yeah. And they'd just be standing there eating a sandwich. They'd be like, Chris Rock's looking deeply into her eyes. It's like he's mm-hmm. eating a sandwich, motherfucker. Yeah. Golly. Tom Cruise and Selma Hayek has getting, getting, been getting real cozy. They've been seen together on four occasions. Yeah. Could this be new love? Here they are leaving Starbucks. He pulled his cock out. <laughs> She's bouncing on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> She's eating a sandwich off his cock. <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah, that's... It's just not news, man. But um, not to stray away too much. Demar Hamlin's doing a lot better, man. He's um, smiling and waving, and he was on a Zoom call with fucking Meek Mill and shit. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. Meek Mill. Meek Mill is one of those guys that's like, he needs to clean his act up, man. Mm-hmm. Meek, Meek Mill needs to clean his act up. He's he was like literally um, almost getting a fight at the fucking fight. You seen that? At the, at, at the Tank fight? Davis fight. Oh, man. I didn't see that. No, I like didn't see that. Like some little scurry <clears throat> broke out. And like Meek Mill was like low-key almost about to, he was fun to do shit. But you know how rappers is. They always want to look tough. Mm-hmm. And it the, and it, it literally distracted. <laughs> it, you weren't going to do nothing. <laughs> no, I ain't going to do shit. It literally, it distracted the own fighters. <laughs> like the fighters, had they had to freeze the fight. Really? Tank Davis, yeah. Tank Davis then was like, they seen the shit breaking out, and then both the fighters stopped fighting. Yeah. I've never seen that. The Both the fighters stopped fighting to look at a fight. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is fucking. Like we supposed to be watching y'all. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. But but they broke it up. Wallow broke it up. That's, that's good for Wallow. Yeah. but that's Wallow's cool. like a very mature man. You know, I just it's, what's crazy to me, though, what's annoying about these rappers, too, is like they be like, getting in arguments and yelling and stuff like that bro i'm too rich to argue with you brother Mm -hmm. hey man if you don't like me let's talk Mm -hmm. here's my number dude 
I'm not going to argue with you publicly. I'm not going to be yelling at you. I'm not going to be. I'm not doing that because we're both successful. What yeah. the fuck are we fighting over? Yeah. I don't need to hate you. I don't need to yell at you, bro. We're rich. Mm-hmm. You got, bro, that's the thing about success. Success should keep you from doing low-level things. Mm-hmm. Fighting is for poor people. I'm sorry. I'm not fighting you, man. Yeah, and, fighting is for poor, poor people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fighting you, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Fighting isn't for anybody. That was a joke. But at the same time, if we're rich and successful, right, and we've made it out of very humble beginnings or poverty, you like should. I've been, I'm doing everything to never go back there. Yeah. What the fuck do I look like fighting and yelling and being a clown? That's why, yeah. that's why, like, I see these dudes that'll be like going to the club every week, whatever. You could be a regular person, but that tells me, that tells me you don't care about your life because, yeah, you're constantly putting yourself in positions where you are around inebriated strangers and a mm-hmm. fight could break out, which means you don't care about your freedom, sir. Mm-hmm. You can go to jail. Mm-hmm. You don't care about your career, sir. If you go to jail, you could lose that job due to a criminal record. Yeah. You don't care about your physical health because you fucking thoughts in a club, you could get STDs. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't really care about your well-being if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So I could look at a guy like Keith and be like, Keith, Keith cares about his well-being and his mm-hmm. mental health. Yeah. I like being around people like that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to catch me hanging around somebody trying to be a thug. Yeah. That ain't happening. Yeah. People, I don't know, man. This is a different, this is a different era, man. Like, and I think that, I, I wonder how much the, uh, the, the knowledge or uh, wherewithal that there are always cameras around influences people. Like celebrities and some in in that capacity, because uh, you know that if you're you know one of the most most pop- popular rappers at the moment, um, and you're involved in in any situation, there's going to be a can like there's going to be a camera already on you just because people going to be like, oh, Meek Mill is in the is in the crowd. Look at this, like oh, I'm over here. You know, niggas be lying. I'm over here chilling with Meek Mill. So. You already know, like, I, I just wonder how much influence that has on, like, the way people be moving out here. Like, they, you know, the, uh, what you call it, like, maybe they think that that's an opportunity to um, gain them, you know, a few more album sales or something like that. I don't know, man. I, I just know that that's not the publicity you need to get places. That's what I think what's funny is, is, like, if you want to get anywhere in life, get there off your talent. Mm-hmm. Don't get there off of trying to stir some shit up because that's going to fizzle out. It might make you popular at first, but now you got to be the guy that's fighting people. If you're not fighting people, they're going to be like, hey, what happened to that guy? He used to fight people. Mm-hmm. Now he's not fighting people anymore because you have to keep up that persona. You know it, whose relationship... I Sorry to cut you off. But you know whose relationship is going in really bad is uh, Blueface. Oh, man. you get, Oh, God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the most tragic story that yeah. we've seen in recent history because it's so much like abuse and toxicity they have mm-hmm. a tv show where they just talking crazy to each other all mm-hmm. day he fighting her dad he talking crazy to her their brother all this stuff like yeah it's that's gonna be one of those situations where we find out like such and such has come up missing or such and such has been shot or is gonna be like yeah it's it's gonna be that be fucking e hollywood story type mm-hmm. shit yeah yeah and we're like and we why didn't we say nothing we seen the signs and all this stuff you know, the most tragic story to happen before our eyes. And it's all going to be documented, too. Yeah, these are just trash people, man. Trash. Crazy. Just trash. 
And you, the thing about it too, the women you date, especially when you become successful, the women that you seriously date. It, it, if you're just casually dating women and hooking up and just minding your business and whatever, that's one thing. But if you're literally choosing to be in a relationship with women like that, that says everything about you. Yeah, everything. I can't. I I have to have a woman who I am proud of being with around my family. A woman that. Um, I can see my daughter having as a, some type of a role model, mm-hmm. um, but I cannot be with a Krishan like that is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. She is like she's like a wild, like like I don't know. She acts like a wild, like a wild animal or something, man. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. She mm-hmm. went over that one dude some streamer's house and she Kai's put Kai Sanat. She put a fucking hole in his wall, and he was just like, yo. That dude is in a tricky situation. What do you mean? I guess, and this is, I'm, I haven't fully done my deep dive, but I mm-hmm. guess there was a situation where uh, some girl got raped at his, uh, really? at his party. No. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the story goes like, I don't know how it happened, but it happened at his at his house or something like that. So you get in serious trouble for that, even if it's not you. Yeah, but he, you know, he's getting, you know, he's get catching because he's the, you know, he's the guy, the public figure that, you know, orchestrated everything. So yeah, so he's been in, uh, he's been in the uh, the news cycle. Oh wow, really? How long? When was this? Um, uh, maybe last week. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Oh man, hold on. He's really young. He's twenty one. Shit. He's super young. Yeah. My God, this nigga was born when I was a junior in high school, two thousand one. Responds to allegations by TikTok star. Oh my God, TikToker calls out Sanat for not helping after alleged rape by stranger at party. Bro, he about to get in some trouble for this. Failed to help friend who was sexually assaulted. Responds after accusations of not helping alleged rape victim. Oh, my God. That's wild. Q, what does it say? XQ claims Kaisenot cares more about himself than friends alleged. They about to cancel this dude, bro. He about to be canceled. It's a a lot of, well, yeah. I think think a lot of people are waiting on the evidence. Mm -hmm. Because... there was a lot of people coming to the, his defense because they're like he didn't directly have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. um, and then it's also he say she say. So this is gonna be one of those situations where we gotta we yeah. gotta see how it plays. The, the out. thing that's bad though is is when <clears throat> whenever you're that young and you're that successful, there's gonna be some people around you that should not be anywhere near you, mm-hmm. and you don't you can't discern between who's supposed to be there and who's not because you don't have any life experience. You're just a young person. That has came across a lot of money and you want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And you don't know that that new person you met, oh, Dante, what's up, man? Hey, hey, how you doing? You a streamer too? Yeah, man, I do that. And then you got him around not knowing this guy's a predator. Mm-hmm. This guy's trying to rape women, man. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah. That's, that's, that's terrible. Well, mm-hmm. well, I'm not, I'm not going to, what I'm not going to do is be like, man, uh, feel bad for him or like not feel bad for him. I'm just really neutral to it. Let's let the legal system work itself out. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. if I see a woman that's in need of help in, in a, any type of situation like that, I would help. Yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. truth be told, I don't know what's going on. What if he wasn't even around? What if he had went out to get some beer 
or yeah. something. He wasn't even there when that happened. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Knows. That 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 my always my thing kind of the conversation we were having around like the toy lanes and some of these other situations mm-hmm. is that um we have to be mindful, especially as men and successful men, like you gotta be mindful of the situations you put yourself in. Yes. You know, and I think that and you gotta be mindful of your company. So yes. you know, it it's cool, you you successful, you get money, you're probably a millionaire, twenty one years old, off of literally just sharing yourself on, on YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that. But, you know, it's I don't know. I, I just I think that Obviously, being young, you know, you, you grow from experience and, you know, this is the first era of your life where you really get money and, you know, you got to face and notoriety and stuff like that. But I think that, uh, you know, let's just move smarter. You know, let's not bump our heads. Like, you know, <clears throat> when I think about Tory Lanez, I'm like, dog, this is a 30-year-old 30, 30 successful musician that is going to spend uh, a decade or so in prison, possibly, you know. So it just sucks that you know, these, these, uh, these situations keep popping up. Yeah, man. There's that. Um, uh, yeah, but we kind of went off on a tangent a little bit at the end, Mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, prayers still go out to DeMar Hamlin. I think Mm -hmm. he's going to make a full recovery and be perfectly fine. Yeah. But I will say this though, to to close this off, I don't think DeMar Hamlin will play another snap in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think he's done. And I think he's done for liability purposes. The NFL watched a player of 24 years old die on their field. He came back. He was resuscitated and whatnot. But I don't think that they are that. I think they're going to make him some type of partner in the NFL, make him some type of, uh, of uh, affiliate of the NFL or something that will, you know, will pay him money and pay mm-hmm. him a salary or something. He seems like a great guy, but I don't think that, he will ever be allowed to play on the football field again after something like that. I just don't think that any team would want to sign off on that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he might play again, honestly. I think that I think that he might look at it as a freak accident, you know, something that's, you know, 0.001% of, you know, the possibility of happening. And depending on what the medical things say, like in terms of, uh, you know, was this uh, created as as a uh, byproduct of your genetics and generational stuff or something like that. Um, And, you know, him having to do rehabilitation and all that stuff anyways. Yeah, I think I think he'll play again, honestly. Yeah, uh, that's optimistic speaking. I just I'm thinking as like a big, like a, as a big shield or corporation. Mm-hmm. You watch this guy die on your field, and he literally died and had to be resuscitated, and it took them days to get him back stable. Yeah, and he didn't die from a head injury, or he didn't die from you know uh, taking a hit so hard that it you know burst his spleen or something mm-hmm. like he died because his heart went out. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't, I just don't know, man. I, I don't know any team willing to take a risk on that. They say, Hey, he's a great character guy, but damn, mm-hmm. I just, I don't see it personally. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think the NFL would retire him. I think if he does, it's going to be a doctor. Own. 
or yeah, maybe like a recommendation recommendation by the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just been I, you know the football is uh, a world where um, we've seen people not necessarily this, but we've seen people come back. We've seen Tua come back after having a handful of concussions, and then he was playing. You know, within a matter of weeks, you know, you've seen Alex Smith basically mm-hmm. like dang near lose his leg and that was wild. play football again. You know, so it's just like I don't. If football is like I have a love hate relationship with football, um, but just knowing the way football players move, operate, think, I think when he starts to get into the rehab process, when he starts to learn to walk again. He might get that itch. Like it might start think, reminding him of I think, training. I think Alex Smith's broken leg. I think it broke the skin. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And you didn't you looking at the game, you wouldn't really know it, but it, his leg broke. And then, like I guess, because the player grabbed him and like put his body weight on it, mm-hmm. and it's just like it snapped. And mm-hmm. then the bone. Oh, the worst broken leg I ever seen was in Louisville when that basketball player broke his leg. Yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah. The bone broke through the skin. I bro. never. I don't know if I've ever seen the video, but it's I, some. Tra- it's some tragic ones. That one. Uh, Paul, Paul George's George. was nasty. It didn't break the skin, did it? No, just oh. the way his foot was just turned. It it's was. It broken. was nasty. Um, it was another uh, Celtic. It was a Gord- did Gordon Hayward have a nasty? Gordon one? Hayward had a fucked up one. Gordon Hayward had a nasty one. Um. Yeah, it's just a couple of those. Gordon Hayward's just like pointed the other way. It was, yeah, it's some nasty yeah, stuff, tr- bro. Yeah, freaking Trey Lance's was kind of pointed Trey too. Trey Lance's was pretty nasty. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's look fucked up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's like damn. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. bro. Sometimes I be thinking like the way that these guys get tackled, man. Like sometimes the way they tackle, I don't want to say it's, but sometimes the way that they, they break the ankle, it looked like the player. But I can't say the player had intentions of breaking nobody's ankle, though. That's not fair. Yeah, I wouldn't ever say, say that. Yeah, That's a lot fair. of it is just like the right, right place, wrong time type of situations. Like you might, and some I think like, um, some of it be like a lack of you know elusiveness. You know, you see you see certain guys mm-hmm. that are like I couldn't imagine. I don't know. I think they've probably hurt themselves in some capacity. But like a guy like Vic or Lamar Jackson. You know, they, they kind of always find a way to, like, get tackled, mm-hmm. you know, in a certain way. But yeah. some people that are less elusive, like Alex Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo, you yeah. know, end up getting busted up. Yeah. Or it's just a freak accident because Alex mm-hmm. had good. He was actually pretty nimble. Mm-hmm. But he just got – this shit got fucked up. It mm-hmm. was bad. And mm-hmm. it just it's, it looks bad now. And he came back. But the way it looked, like he literally – was real close to amputation. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. And you look at Alex Smith, how much money these players make, and you figure, like, that can't happen to an athlete. They got great health coverage. False. Mm-hmm. That can happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. That can happen to anyone. Yeah. And, that, I mean, luckily, you know, the, the NFL, they got the best medical staff. They do. So, the luxury of playing football. I would imagine a regular guy that – plays football at Highland or something that had that the similar injury with, probably would have been yeah he would have died on the field yeah no yeah. I'm not not Hamlin maybe Hamlin too oh, but yeah. I'm talking about uh like what Alex said. Alex oh yeah mm-hmm. but Alex was able to go to like uh like he went to the same doctors that uh veterans go to mm-hmm. when they when they have really bad um uh what do you call it like bacterial infection mm-hmm. type things and mm-hmm. You know, he had to go around a bunch of soldiers. That's how bad there's leg, and they was looking at him like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his football players fucked up this bad. Mm-hmm. Like, man, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a gruesome game. Yeah, man. 
And the sad thing about it is me and Keith ain't played football in a long time. If they put us out there on that field within a couple of plays, we'll probably both be hurt. <laughs> yeah. Especially going head up. I'm going head up with a fucking left tackle like Trent Williams. I would have soft tissue injuries. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled hamstrings. <laughs> uh, I'll be the second play. Yeah. You chase, just chasing somebody, you could fuck yourself up. Yeah. Because your body not prime. You got to prime your body for that. I did something uh, when I was when we was shooting a little movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. When we were shooting a movie, um, we're trying to take that lens cap off, mm-hmm. and I had low key tore my uh, not tore but sprained my or strained my my uh, some muscle in here. I was in like, I don't like that. Like in my back somewhere here. God damn. Yeah, I was like, I didn't warm that up. Oh, and we were playing with there's this. Uh, there's this like game you play. Uh, we were playing. It was like a you get a bow and arrow, but there's like bowling pins. So mm-hmm. it's almost like bowling, but with a bow and arrow, and it's like a competitive game, like a two on two game. Mm-hmm. And um, even in that, like moving too fast, I just like strain my back and all kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm washed, bro. Yeah, yeah. that you got to go to chiropractor too. Mm-hmm. That'll help. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. I think we've I think we've spoken our piece, man, and. Yeah, um, I'll say this because you got some people that listen to this podcast that reached out. Let me give them a shout out, man, a proper shout out. But we get people that reach out to us all the time, man. Tell us they love the content and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we appreciate y'all, man. I think it, it means a lot um, because this is why we do it every week. We do it every week to reach people. Um, shout out to... Alonzo D23. Shout out to you, man. Um, I caught your message the other day. Me and Keith were actually shooting some content. We won't really go into it, but we're shooting some content. Mm-hmm. And I got this message and I showed it to Keith. And I was, he was like, oh, man, that's dope. So mm-hmm. shout out to you, man. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the many other messages we've gotten. Thank you guys as well. But mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and close this thing up, man. Um, once again, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We are out of here. Peace.